If you do something, you should go all in into it. Your worst case scenario is dream scenario for somebody else. So why not going all in, trying the odds, because I'm sure the odds are gonna be on your side. You risked it all as a 20 year old coming to Kiev, not knowing the language, never been living outside of your home and stuff like that. And now like you're 25 and you're miles ahead of every 25 year old that is in, in your vicinity. You've traveled the world, you've done really crazy things, highest highs, lowest lows. That makes you really wise, that gives you so such an edge over everybody else. The following is a conversation with Primoz Miklic. He's our head of photography, head of visuals, and head of creatives here at Freedom Business Mentoring. He's the very person behind 90% of my content on Instagram and YouTube. He's been with us for five years. He's been a massive growth within the company, and he's helped the company to grow as massively as it has. He's an absolute genius when it comes to digital content. He's an absolute genius when it comes to visuals, filmmaking, videos making, and uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have him on board, so let's crush. All right. Primoz, what's up, man? Yeah, amazing. It's it's been, it's been nice being here in um, Tokyo. Yeah. Really lovely place. It's been a long time coming to have you on the pod. Yeah. Lu Podcast. My first podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, so Primoz, your chief creative officer, head of director of photography and our company, you're responsible for, I would say, 95% of my Instagram content on, on my Max Tornal, Max Tornal personal account and a vast majority on the Max Tornal business account. That's you're correct. also helping consulting our clients in their matters of uh, visuals visual organization, uh, visual composition, visual editing, visual shooting, as well as also visual management. Um, crazy, crazy, huh? <laughs> yeah, especially how things have evolved. Like uh, from the beginning, I came here just as a videographer and then like, it's like- it's You were 20 when you started with us. I was barely 20. Man. You were barely 20. <laughs> I was full on mama's boy when I got to the company. <laughs> never traveled so much and uh yeah since then yeah <laughs> things i i cannot even imagine man it's pretty grateful for all the responsibilities for all the things that are happening around here it's crazy man yeah it's crazy yeah from from never having lived abroad you moved to kiev back then that's where our offices were yeah strange country nobody speaks the language i mean it was it was weird for all of us but i think especially for you because you were so young yeah that is true i mean probably like for most of the team members like it could be pretty weird because they all moved somewhere for the first time yeah or I don't know who moved for the first time. Some already lived somewhere, but like within the same country, but like to move to Kiev, like Crazy. basically all of us moved at 2021 to Kiev. That was pretty like a huge step. And I love it. Like at that time, like, like everybody really wanted to work for you. Mm -hmm. Like they would do anything to work for you. And that was pretty amazing. Like everybody was motivated. Mm. Like nobody cared, like, where would you move as long as yeah. you would go there and do epic stuff yeah it's 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 funny because like our um barrier of entry was so high of like mm. okay if you want to work in our team you have to live in kiev you know and we've had so many applicants back then for all kinds of positions like not only your position but also sales guys and so on and so forth where they're like look i would love to come but i have a family you know like mm. i have two young kids like two years and four years old and a wife i can't leave my country and and go live in ukraine with you guys yeah. unless i bring my freaking family and stuff like that so 
and nowadays we're you know since the war we're doing everything online and um it's just like oh yeah you want to work in a company cool you know we'll have an interview if you're a good fit that's it you got the contract like the guy yesterday uh that yeah. i hired like in the cab sent him the contract and everything while we're driving from one location to the other and, and it's just so much easier like, this guy doesn't have to relocate his whole freaking life you know yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we've been traveling together for for many many years now i've been in really yeah. cool places what was your favorite place <laughs> that's for sure tokyo man yeah yeah, yeah really I, out yeah. of all the places man out of all oh I, I mean dolomites were sick but like exploring tokyo it just gave me so many good memories uh already mm. and i i just cannot believe how epic this city is and it's been a ride yeah it's been a ride but one of the most memorable travels was amsterdam probably oh yeah like it was like uh, my Two, first 2018 18. <laughs> it was like a month after i started or it was in my trial month you it was know? in your trial month you and you had to fly back yeah, the same day. The same day. Or so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, like for me, like it was always a, tr a dream to travel. So, <laughs> and and to work while traveling in the under the hectic conditions. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. Mm. I always admire, for example, what Jon Olson does, you know. Mm -hmm. And I see, I saw myself in that role. I'm like, yeah, I'll travel. Like Max was like, yeah, you're flying to Amsterdam to film my free tour. And yeah. the same day you're going back. Yeah. And I'm like damn okay let's go i'm hyped and i was there <laughs> with my friend michal like we were working together we started together and uh but you didn't know michal from before right no I so didn't he know. wasn't even your friend he was just some guy some <laughs> random guy from slovakia you know like, <laughs> shout out to michal most of you guys you ended up working with us like how, how long did michal work for a us? year a year or so yeah yeah exactly a year it felt so much longer man yeah and the thing is he was at that time like he was really like a role model to me he was like mm. a mentor to me because mm. he had the skills i did not have he had this organizational skills <laughs> knew how to like travel basically work under hectic conditions so i was full on the creative guy but completely lost and he had also he had these skills of like knowing what to do in some kind of situations and that's <laughs> like i think without him i would not if he I, if i would not start with him i would not continue to work with you because i think i would be just too lost damn i believe that i honestly believe that i would not be able to handle it without him because he was the guy that was always calm and i was the guy that was always panicking and overthinking so <laughs> all right it was like the nice balance you know oh <laughs> uh, michael what does he do now isn't he in bali or something or thailand yeah last time i checked with him he was in phuket thailand let me, let me check his gram <laughs> because he's then he what is he what does he even do now like for a living he's not videographing anymore uh not anymore no uh but i think he has some kind of uh, service on his own regarding the social media stuff and tiktok okay. and he's trying to i think figure out how the how to like automize basically uh, short form content editing uh he hasn't posted okay, yeah. you know, in a while oh yeah. two weeks ago bangkok okay yeah i remember last time i talked to him he was like yeah i want to do crypto investing yeah he was it was just before crypto. the crypto started tanking so like i'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> i'm not sure how we went for him but uh he's a smart guy i'm pretty sure he's crushing it as we speak so yeah yeah shakalaka Yo, okay, anyways, here's the thing. So we're in Tokyo, and we want to start with this one right away. 
<laughs> were in Tokyo. And as we traveled here, I was like, okay, what are the things I want to do here? I want to get some sushi, blah, 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 blah. One, th- one of the things I really wanted to do was I wanted to hang out with locals. And mm. that's also one of the reasons why I wanted to come here for a whole month and not just two weeks. Like, I want to get a routine here, meet people, locals, da 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 da, da. And in the back of my head, I'm like, it would also be kind of cool to see, like, tuned, modified cars. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, my favorite Fast and Furious movie. Um, yeah. I played a lot of Gran Turismo, Need for Speed Underground. Yeah. And, and it is this thing that is like, I heard Japan and specifically Tokyo has this awesome car scene. Yeah. And it was just kind of in the back of my head. But I'm like, no way, how the hell would we go there? Like, we don't know anybody. I don't know anybody with a car. How is that? <laughs> and then you... <laughs> you and I, we t- started talking about it, and we found about some. We found some uh, places, some parking lots where there's sometimes yeah. meetings, and you checked one of them out. And what happened then was pretty freaking amazing because, spoiler alert, we infiltrated the Tokyo tuning and drifting scene. We li- <laughs> there's no other way to say it. We literally <laughs> infiltrated it. We know people now. We've we have the whole crew here. We now. Made friends there. It's it's <laughs> incredible. It's absolutely bonkers. But let's backtrack again. How exactly did we infiltrate the Tokyo tuning scene? So like you said, you've been always fan of Need for Speed and Fast and Furious and stuff like this. And I was fan of that too. I love Need for Speed and, and stuff like this. And I think that was one thing that we both wanted to see here in Tokyo. Yeah. Like we kind of started to research on how we could find like places where people gather with cars. Mm. So... Yeah, I found this one place. It's called the Kuku PA uh, parking area. It's basically the biggest parking area in whole Japan, the most famous one, and it's pretty far away. And I wanted to go there, and but, but it was pretty expensive because the only way to get there is with a car or with a taxi. But like, come on, taxi is like 100 euros that way. <laughs> and then you have a problem of coming back because there is no taxi cars there. It's in the middle of highway. And it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting because um, meeting places here are mostly on highways. Yeah. So. Which we didn't know. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. You know? Yeah, and that's pretty cool because that way only car people go there. Also, mm. you know, like no tourists. Do you it. see any tourists there? Zero. It's only car guys. That's the one thing I like about Tokyo. It's like it has these meetings that are kind of organic throughout the city on all mm. these parking lots yeah so i found this one parking lot which was also on highway a very small one but pretty famous one mm-hmm. it's called tatsumi mm-hmm. and yeah i went on google maps typed it in i just went for it you know i'm like hey max i'm going there bye you know <laughs> if you remember yeah yeah and, and you almost didn't go there yeah because you were like oh maybe i should work and i'm like look I have calls all day today. We're not going to shoot anything, but we're going to shoot in the weekend probably. So take Monday, Tuesday off or something yeah. like that. And you almost didn't want to. I'm like, and then you did it. We have so much work to do. I'm like, I would rather catch up with work, but I kind of forced myself to take some time off, which is obviously like necessary. It's like you have to take some time off. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it's it's you're going to burn out and yeah. it's not worth it at the end. Anyways. I took metro, I go there, and quickly I realize that I cannot get there because it's it's a highway, and it's on top of the highway, so it's mm-hmm. above it. Mm. And 
no fire entrances were open because there's only <laughs> one way so you can only go out not in mm. and stuff like this so i'm like yeah i better turn around and maybe go home or some other whatever sightseeing touristic area and uh but i'm like why not just seeing if i can get around somehow so i get to a lake to a yeah no, 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 like a river. I cross it, I walk further, no way of entering. And I see like a small outside parking area, like a garage. And I go in there with hopes of like, at I hope I can at least see one cool car. Mm. And obviously I see like super sick modified Nissan <laughs> GTR, side nice. skirts, rims, lower decals, Ooh. everything. I'm like, damn, that's a sick car. And I see another car was pretty like old, Toyota, but also modified, and there was like some young guy sitting in there, mm. and uh, he starts driving out. He drives towards me, and I like wave at him. I'm like, "Hey, like, yo, uh, <laughs> how can I get there?" <laughs> and he's Wait, so you wave at him. Do you wave him down to basically stop? Yeah, he was driving past me. So as he was driving like <laughs> past me, I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey!" You know? <laughs> he spoke zero English, so we had to sp use the translator, you know? So you're standing at the car, he rolls the window down, and yeah. you're holding the phone in to translate? I first tried to speak, but yeah. he did not understand anything. And then I'm like, right away, phone translate. I'm like, hey, how do I get there? You know, he's like, he's like, you can't. It's just taxi, you know, or car, you know? And I'm like, oh man. You know, and he's like, wait, let's let me park outside. We'll chill there. And then he goes out, like out of the garage, parks in another spot. Um, yeah, goes out of the car, lights up a cigarette, sits on the car. Just like super chill guy, you know, like. So he takes you with him? Um, no, it was like just 10 meters forward, you know, so because he was standing ah, in the middle of. So he's lot. like, OK, let me smoke a cigarette while I talk to this strange foreigner. Yeah, yeah, basically. Gaiju, <laughs> what do we call it? Gaijin? Gaijin, Gaijin, Gaijin I think. Yeah. Gaijins. All right. OK, so he's like silly Gaijin. <laughs> let me go take a cigarette break. So, yeah, his name was Masato. Uh, shout out to him. He, <laughs> he gave me like the number one experience in my life. Uh, I'll explain more. Uh, yeah, so. So he, we we start talking. He's like, "Hey, do you like supercars?" And I'm like, "Obviously, I love supercars." He's like, "Yo, I have a drift car." And I'm like, oh, "No way!" Oh, oh my god! <laughs> and he's like, right. "Yo, I'm going to this car meetup place, you know, like uh, later on." Actually, I'm just on the way, so I can take you there. Oh my god, man! And I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> like, I, and I'm like thinking, like, oh, "Is he gonna charge me something or what?" Like. I'm like, for me, it's like really strange, you know? Yeah. And he said, no, like, you know, everybody that likes cars is my friend. Ah, you know, beautiful. So we, we, we hanged around there a bit and then we start driving and I'm obviously full on amazed by this drift car. I mean, at this point, you started texting me. You were like, dude, I'm in a drift car. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm working there, you know, like just normally just chilling on the... <laughs> at the table working with my laptop and it's like i'm in the drift car that was like 30 minutes after you left i'm like what happened you know <laughs> so i'm there like driving on tokyo speedway like full on in a drift car like like the sound that the car made was like really like from like need for speed game was like full on tuned it had some vtec engine inside you know Ooh, sick um and like the dashboard is like shows you all these temperatures of oil and water and your coffee in a car and whatever you know it shows you everything um and yeah with driving there i'm like literally like 
speechless you know i'm like that was amazing that was already like a huge win like like i'm like man this is amazing and then we stop at some resting place and um he said we have to wait for his friend and i'm like all right let's wait for your friend i'm, I'm already like amazed and we wait 15 minutes we talk and then red mazda rx pulls up behind <laughs> us and i'm like wow that's a nice car <laughs> and then um and then a random girl comes out of this car in this like beautiful japanese girl in a white dress this traditional white japanese dress sick man her name was miki i'm like i remember this scene it's like like it's literally like in need for speed most wanted <laughs> there was this girl with mazda rx that was red color that pulls up next to you i'm like that was the exact oh my God, no scene way. and i'm like spasming on the spot yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> did she come out of the car in slow motion and had wind in her hair and you yeah. looked at her and it was like no no it was more like this like uh, need for speed soundtrack like this like rock music Just like get low <laughs> yeah yeah like this type of stuff <laughs> you know with this like 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 dark lights i mean it was everything dark with like this like highway lights you know in some random resting place i thought i thought it was gonna be uh i thought it was gonna be <laughs> so i thought she's gonna come out of the car in slow-mo and this song was playing no, she was like What's more like, like a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It was okay. like more like a badass scene, you know. And and then you know we start driving towards Daikoku, you know, like like behind each other. We were like racing a bit, you oh know. Oh my god, you know. But he was pretty respectful. He was like, we don't, we're not gonna drive sideways and all that. We're he was like, <laughs> drive sideways, <laughs> you know. I mean, like alongside. <laughs> I mean, not like sideways, like oh, alongside on two wheels, but okay. alongside all each right. other, you know. All right, all right. I'm like, yo, can we do this? I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, that's Chill, so you know? funny. That's, you were like, you were alive. By the way. Masato, he's 19 years old. He Damn. has he has two cars. What? <laughs> Drift old Toyota modified and a Toyota Supra, the latest one that no has a way. BMW engine inside. What? Insane. Is that on his Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I'll send I'm you his profile. Send me his profile. We're not gonna we're not gonna do it public because we don't want a bunch of people to uh, <laughs> follow him out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Wait, how does he have? How does he have two cars? I do not know. At Nineteen already. I do not know. I did not ask them that, man. He has a Toyota Supra. Yeah, the latest one, the twenty twenty three model something. Like you should see his stories, man. Uh, ah, ah, per- private profile, bro. Uh, you can follow him. Hell yeah, follow. Okay, so okay, so uh, just to get me straight. Okay, so this random guy named Masato t- takes you with him to this meeting you meet his friend he has a drift car his friend she has a, a mazda rx you're sitting in the car you're driving and now you're going to daikoku which is the one of the main meeting areas in, of tokyo it's like a correct outside of tokyo correct and okay. that was tuesday evening it, it was just a random freaking tuesday tuesday evening <laughs> you know like like come on like <laughs> tuesday evening yeah we go to daikoku and it's very hard to describe it how insanely beautiful it is because it's insanely beautiful like when you get there it's literally like three highways kind of like merged together or something like this mm-hmm. and it goes all in like huge roundabout and that roundabout is like on like 
five levels. Mm. And imagine if it's like highways above each other, like on five levels yeah. in a round, it's like a giant arena. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And inside I've this arena, it. like on the bottom is, is that parking area where yeah. everybody meets. We saw it too. I mean, fast forward, as I said, we through that experience, we infiltrated the whole place and um, the whole, we infiltrated the scene and we drove the Daikokuden uh, the weekend afterward with a rented McLaren. It was so yeah. sick. You, it's just like it's like this upward spiral of of highways, and in the middle at the bottom, like you said, like an arena, you have the the parking area. Mm. And you drive around, and there's lights everywhere. Like we don't have streets like that in Europe, mm. even in the states. Maybe San Fran, where you have like a couple highways above each other, but yeah. completely new next level if you're in Tokyo. These like level after level after level of yeah. like highway above each other. It's absolutely nuts. Exactly. And for more reference, this is actually not in Tokyo. That's right. It's in uh, Yokohama. Kawasa Yokohama. That's right. Yokohama. So Yokohama is pretty famous for uh, beautiful streets and uh, yeah, it's um, it's 50 minutes away from Tokyo. Yeah. So it's pretty long car ride. Like we took taxi. Drive. That's right. That's right. It's but anyways, okay. So you're hanging out with these people. You're making friends. You're you're with your camera. Mm. You're shooting some awesome stuff. You're exactly. Taking epic pics of these guys. And then I remember I wrote to you. I'm like, yeah, we gotta like ask them <laughs> about the next meeting. Ask them about yeah. everything. Get all their contacts. Add them on Instagram, and just kind of figure out uh, how we can get to the to the to the proper meetings. You know, the, the bigger ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely did ask them every single question. <laughs> it came in on my head. Um, but the thing is, with these meetings, they're more like organic ones, like on these parking areas. Yeah. So it's not like you, yeah, in order to get like really like onto some like really low key meetings, you probably need to have a car yourself yeah. and meet a lot of people. But it's not many of these kind of meetings. It's basically. You know, it's like just a group of friends that go drive around together yeah, and yeah. everything kind of happens in Tokyo mm -hmm. slash Yokohama, like organically. I mean, we saw that ourselves, like, you know, we drove with a cab in somewhere in Yokohama and we're just cars drifting around. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty like organic, you know. I mean, <laughs> that, that, was a, that was so crazy. So you come home, you tell me this whole story, you're super euphoric. And I'm just like, we got to go there. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was just like. There's no way we're not going to go there. <laughs> we're going to go there. We're going to make this happen, like, no matter what. Yeah. So you asked your homies to the next meeting Friday. So we're like, okay, Friday. What did we do then Friday? We met We met at the uh, Sky Lounge. We mm. had a, we had a drink there first, also mm. with uh, with uh, our client, Alexis. Mm -hmm. And then he wanted to go home, and we're like, okay, let's take a cab to go to Yokohama to go to that. Ah, <laughs> uh, but you had bad luck, huh? Yeah, yeah, and then so we took the cab. It was it was uh, UI and a friend of mine. She's from Tokyo, and I'm just like, hey, do you want to try to go to this meeting with us? <laughs> and she's like, sure, why not? Where is it? Well, it's in Yokohama. And she's like, yeah, whatever. All right, let's go. So we're sitting in the cab, and then and then the cab driver brings us just like kind of close to the uh, Daikoku um, parking area. Mm. And then he stops in front of it and is and he doesn't know how to get in or he doesn't want to get into the parking area. And as the way. We're, we're like sitting in the cab kind of on the side of the road and um, like discussing and Google Translate and stuff like that. And the girl helped us translate. And then all of a sudden you hear like, 
and we're like wait what and we turn around and it's just like one two three five six eight cars just coming behind <laughs> us full speed and just like drifting u-turn around us and we're like holy shit and you're like getting the camera out you know all shaky trying to get a shot or two and then of course blue lights from the from the cops behind oh him in front God. of them and they're just like and it's so cool because you've you've showed me the meeting like the footage that you got from that meeting where you yeah. went to and it was all like civilized because they're all like just rolling onto the parking area. Nobody does burnouts yeah. at the meetings. Like in the U.S., everybody does that. Nobody does yeah. donuts. But at the meetings themselves, they're very civilized. But I've never seen them on the road. So they're just like drifting full speed. And I'm like, holy yeah. shit. That is not the calm attitude that you see at the parking lots that they're having. Yeah. <laughs> on the street, they're going nuts. And, yeah. and we're like, holy shit. And the cab driver's like what the fuck you know so we try to drive around the parking area and we come back to the same crossing and then again we see these these guys coming towards us this time just like six or seven cars yeah. coming full speed towards the cab and the cab driver was some older guy you know the, and he was like what the hell and it literally looked like they were gonna crash into us until the last moment these cars they would all take the the handbrake on and just drift <laughs> just right in front of us and then of course with 20 second delay you would see the cops pulling yeah. up and they were of course way too slow <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy with the cab driver we like explained to him that we want to see the drift cars you know and he's like, oh drifting <laughs> he, he was all like he was like that's why you stupid gaijin <laughs> foreigners are here you know he was like that's what they wanted to do it's so funny you know what's interesting like that girl miki she told me to go to that area at 2 a.m ah you know that's some insider info right here so you have to go to daikoku on friday and saturday night and it's kind of like unofficial but usually like drift uh events are held up at uh, 2 a.m we were there at around like 1 30 a.m if you remember yeah so yeah, that's yeah. usually where these drift events are kind of held so yeah. and where we were standing with tax there's actually a wall above which i discovered uh, a week later you remember when you went home and i went to daikoku with some random toyota guys yeah there's like you can go up the stairs and watch this drift oh. show down there yo why don't we go again this saturday after yeah. the basketball it's on friday's basketball it well, let's go on Friday after the basketball. I can ask Tatsumi if he can take us there. Dude, hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, yes. Let's go. That's e do you, do you, why don't we? Why haven't we thought about this? Let's go again. Like, because he has four seats anyways in his Toyota, right? He has Mitsubishi. Me, and his, oh, that's right. He has Mitsubishi. Yeah, he has four seats anyway. I thought about it. Dude, I let's go, man. Let's do it, dude. We go Friday. So Friday. Right now is Thursday. Tomorrow we'll hustle all day. Gym, steak, hustle, basketball, because he'll be playing basketball with us anyways, right? Yeah. And then we'll just go to the drift guys at 2 a.m. And then the next morning we fly, we drive, we take take the bullet train to Kyoto. Kyoto, yeah. Easy thing in the world. I'll talk to Tatsuki. Let's go. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I haven't Let's finished. I haven't finished the story from earlier. Go there. Yeah, sorry, that's right. I just got to the part where I arrived to to Daikoku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We jump back and forth. So this is again. This is before I was even at any meeting. This is just that fateful yeah. night where you randomly got into this guy's Toyota. Uh, yeah. 
and you're you're at the Daikoku meeting. Yeah, so we arrived there. I'm amazed because for me everything looks beautiful. These Japanese letters on the floor, these fluorescent floodlights. There's a giant obelisk like in the middle of parking area. It's completely bonkers, you know. We arrived there and it's like, you know, a lot of modified cars and it's like you see like 10 different Mitsubishi Evos, 10 Whoa. different Toyota Supras, <laughs> but not the new Toyota Supras, the old ones with like the two red lights in the, you know, in the yes. back, you know, like the one that you always chose, you like need for speed, you know, that's <laughs> the one Supra, you know, Wow, you know, and, and like cars like with neon lights with like anime decals like all over the place and and like these rims that are kind of like angled sideways, like yeah. almost like 45 degrees. I'm like, how the fuck is this car even driving still? You know, it's it's out of the world, you know. And what I found like really cool is, um, yeah, car meetings are really, really, really good. Like all over the world, in Europe, in US, in Japan. But for example... Japan is much different with that because every car is different. Every car has its own character. Mm. Like, you know, you go to car meeting in Switzerland, like Switzerland is known for that, for example. You go to this Furka Pass with the famous Hotel Belvedere, you know. Yeah, you'll see there like 10 different stock Ferraris, 10 different stock Lamborghinis, and you're like, oh, that's a nice car, you know. But yeah. but you're like, yeah, it's a Lamborghini. <laughs> wow, you know. Um, but here, every car is different. Yeah. You have literally like a parking area is huge. I'm not sure how many cars fit in there, but I'm sure you're going to see at least 500 cars and not a single car is the same. Exactly. Not a single car. And you know, you know, it's so cool. It's so crazy to see how the, the car companies facilitated that. They said, number one, we want to encourage creativity. So you want to modify the car? Go for it. Go nuts. You could never do this with a Ferrari, at least yeah. not with the blessing of the company. Number two, they're like, okay, we actually, this is the best part, is like we actually collaborate with some of our competitors yeah. to make like car projects that are really awesome and interesting for those car nerds. I mean, you told me, isn't it like the Mitsubishi Evo and the Subaru Impreza or something are basically the same chassis? You have the Subaru BRZ and Toyota GT86. The cars look completely the same. Yeah. There's a different badge and like like some like bumper is slightly different. But it's basically the same chassis because I, I'm not sure how is exactly this was, but the car, the manufacturers stepped together and they were like, yo, let's make a car together. Which is so awesome. Like, mm -hmm. when would you see that? And it's like... You know what that communicates to me, like as a as someone on the outside, as a co potential consumer of this product, I'm like, they love what they do. Yeah, they're not only in the business to make money, although they are clearly right. It's, it's a company, but at the same time, they love what they do, and they said, hey, you know, well, let's work together with this other company. Yeah, and just make a cool car project. We kind of have the same chassis, and let's see what comes mm -hmm. out. Like that communicates to me passion and dedication to your craft. Not yep. just to the idea of how much profit can we squeeze out exactly. of each every car line. Exactly. That's how you can bring the most value to the the customer. Yeah. For example, I can really like reference that to the um, to Ray Dalio. Um, I read his book uh, called Principles. I think yeah. it was. Um, there was one principle which was called one plus one equals three. Yeah. You know, and that is you know like when two people work together and they're efficient as three people 
A hundred percent. I mean, it's the same. You know, if you're an online coach, you have a program about trading, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, I teach my people, my my clients how to trade in the stock market, make money day trading, la di da. And uh, a lot of these people, even if even though I tell them the exact strategy, they still have trouble kind of dealing with the uncertainty and having to invest money and potentially yep. losing it. So you could now say, okay, this sucks. Let me try to help them. Or you say, let me bring on a mindset coach and collaborate with that guy and give my clients an even better experience. Guess what's going to happen? You, you bring that mindset coach in, your client's going to be hyped, but also probably that mind, that mindset coach is going to get some of your clients. Yeah. You know, that guy's probably going to have his own program and some of your clients are going to sign up for his program, which may or may not even uh, be good for you, for your business. Yeah. But at the same time, it's such a smart idea to say, let me collaborate with other people just to make my product better. We do, in fact, exactly that as well. And, you know, in FBM, we notice, like, even if you give people all the structure, all the steps, many of them will succeed, but many of them will not succeed because they have mindset barriers that are holding them back. They have yep. success barriers. And that's how we brought in a mindset coach, you know, Zach Michael, who we've handled this very podcast many times. Yep. He was actually a client of ours. And then we said, hey, can you help our clients with the mindset thing? And it's this cool collaboration where you're, you're kind of hiring another coach that could be considered a competitor, but at the same time, you're saying what's more important for me is the product that I deliver through this collaboration. Yeah, 100%. And that's what these car companies are doing as well. And it's so smart. So if you have a coaching business or even a B2B or a service <laughs> providing business, think about it. Like, are there other coaches that I can collaborate with just to make my product even better? And that's yeah. what these car companies are doing as well. Yeah. I think it's really amazing in that regard because I see Japan much differently than, than Europe, for example. Like, you know, you see the history of Ferrari and Lamborghini. They were hating each other all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how, that's how Fer like, Lamborghini was made. Because <laughs> his Ferrari, like, Ferrucci Lamborghini had a Ferrari and was constantly breaking down. And, and that's right. Enzo Ferrari was like, yo, go back to building your tractors. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. Know? That's right. And he was like, yeah, I'll just make a... I'll make my own Ferrari. Yeah, I'll make my own Ferrari. <laughs> call it Lamborghini. <laughs> I mean, that's good in some kind of ways when the rivalry kind of makes other product better, but why not stepping together? Like Exactly. Why not make an awesome shit together, you know? And yeah. it's, this is so... And this, this is so fascinating about Japanese car culture. It's so different. And, I mean, Japanese cars are so epic, too. They're made to be fun when you drive them. Yeah. They're not based on efficiency. They're just based on like fun. Yeah. Like look at them. They're all short. Like, what do you enjoy more? Driving a long car, like a limousine that's really hard to handle, mm -hmm. or like a short, fun that's car? Right. You know. You like that short wheelbase, yeah? Oh, yeah. I love short cars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't need a big space. Like, I need like two seats in there for me uh, and my friend or girlfriend or whatever. And a little bit of trunk space so I can put a camera in there, you know, that's it. And a credit card, you know. <laughs> and a Nintendo. And a Nintendo. Nintendo Switch. <laughs> all right, so you had, the, you had the Daikoku thing. All right. Oh, yeah. You oh. see all the cars. Oh, my God. You watch God. some drift. What happened then? Yeah. That was I, it, right? I was... Uh, that, that was... <laughs> that's half of it, man. Okay, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I was running around just filming all the cars, just amazed. I'm happy I had my camera with me so yeah. I could uh, 
share my thoughts into a camera because I didn't capture anything on my phone. I'm mm. like, I put my phone away. Ah. I'm present. That's why I have camera. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy I captured every single memory of that. Um, and yeah, after that, um, after one, two hours, um, yeah, um, Masato and Miki said like, hey, we're going to Akihabara. Akihabara is a district in Tokyo that's known for it has, for example, anime quarter. It has these slot machines. You have these machines where you can grab toys with these like hands that's and stuff. That's right. It's this nerd area nerd with all area. the video games, the arcades. Yeah, yeah, I Arcade remember. Arcade area. So they were like, yo, we're going there. And I'm like, yo, can I join you guys? I mean, I kind of had no ride home. So <laughs> like, I have to weasel myself in, you know. <laughs> was mean, Masato still there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, okay. Masato was there with his Toyota and the girl was uh, with the RX-8. Yeah. Um, and that was the best part, driving from Yokohama to Akihabara, because you go on Tokyo Speedway, but you go on a Tokyo Speedway through the city. You go through the whole city of Tokyo. Mm. That was that was really like like Forza Horizon, that hmm. city track that goes like the Tokyo Expressway or something like this or Speedway. Yeah. That ride, I I I hardly can describe it. You go above the city where you can see the whole city with a car at that time they were like racing each other like the speed limit is i think like 80 or 60 sometimes or like 100 maximum kilometers per hour yeah they were going like 120 130 but you know when the speed limit is like 80 and you go 130 you know like it's pretty fast because it was a lot of corners it's narrow street Mm -hmm. a lot of corners you go above the city then you go underground and then you go through the city like you know like imagine seeing like 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 uh, apartment buildings on the right and on the left like these huge blocks you know and then you go through them like right left and it's like it's like a maze and then mm. there's a highway above you and then you merge with another highway and you have you have these like cool lights and japanese letters on the floor so Sick. it's really like a video game you know yeah, yeah. and at that time i'm like damn this is like i could drive here all day long <laughs> that's why i said when you rented the mclaren and i saw that you have only 50 kilometers i'm like yo do not do 50 kilometers yeah, you yeah, want yeah. to drive there like at least 200 yeah i yeah. mean you had what 300 then at the end yeah something like that we had a lot <laughs> but let's get to that later let's let's stay in chronological order so you drive into akihabara with masato and the girl yeah and you just enjoy the Tokyo Speedway, which is, by the way, a track in Gran Turismo. Yeah, yeah. We were in Akihabara taking photos, videos, enjoying our last hour there. Pretty amazing. That was Sick. my first first uh, Tokyo Drift scene experience. Incredible. Yeah, and then I said, hey, whatever it takes, we're going to go there. There's no way around that. Whatever yeah. it takes, we're going to go join these meetings. And then at that time, you already had all the contacts. You knew about <laughs> Friday, Saturday, which is, again, such a crazy timing. Yeah. And then we said, okay, well, let's not show up empty, empty-handed. We need a car anyway, so let's rent a, um, a McLaren. Yeah. And uh, I can't drive here because I don't have an international driving license, which I just just I just I napped all over it. I forgot that I should get it. You know? I mean, who would thought? It wasn't on my radar at all, but yeah. Um, and then I'm like, okay, well, but my client is Japanese, so we rent. Like, I get the car, and he's just gonna drive it. So we rented a McLaren, which, by the way, a beautiful car, yeah. suicide doors and everything. And then yeah, and then we just went to the meeting. And the funniest thing is, <laughs> I mean, you'll see this in the vlog. We have a vlog coming up about oh, this yes. exact thing. There's probably gonna be parts of this podcast in the vlog. 
But like uh, we then went to the meeting and it was insane. And then the cops showed up and then we had to go to the second meeting. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's not nothing illegal. The police was just hey, we're closing down the the parking lot. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, write these locations down. If you go to Tokyo, <laughs> you want to go check this out. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 for sure. 100%. So the first parking lot we went to check out, was it called Tatsumi PA? With a T or a D? Tatsumi T-A-T. or Datsumi? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we were, what, hanging out there? Um, I was like, like, I drove there with um, Alexis. Yeah, he, you drove he, there with the, in the McLaren first, yeah. and then he came back and picked me up. That was the original place where I tried to get there for the first time, and ah, I couldn't get there. And yeah, um, yeah. then I finally made it with McLaren. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really wanted you to go check out this place. I knew there was gonna be sick cars, so yeah. And um, we all, and then we met two Croatian guys there. Yeah, that were also there to check out the cars. Yeah, which was funny, like fellow Europeans. And then the cops yeah. closed it down, and then we went to this. Cra- there was this crazy bridge across some no 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 we went to the oi parking lot that's right we went there first yeah so we went to the oi parking lot um so it's just oi definitely write it down uh. <laughs> um where yeah was also we met there another three guys um uh, the Tatsuki guy with that's Mitsubishi. right with the Mitsubishi that's right and his friend with a with a modified uh, Merce, Mercedes no I, we met this guy in Tatsumi he uh, with oh, modified right. AMG um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if it was even modified but it was AMG it was a pretty fast one yeah they took us I mean me to Oi parking lot because I could not fit in McLaren that's obviously. right that's so right. I had to find somebody that would drop me off somewhere so yeah, Max and Alexis went to with McLaren to that parking lot. I went with some AMG dude. We every any nobody spoke any kind of English. Yeah, so yeah. I just sit down in a car. We look at each other and we just start laughing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. And the guy floors the car. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was glued to the seat, man. Oh, it was so sick. Yeah. So we had that. Um, then we arrived to that uh, oil parking area. We met the guy with Mitsubishi guy with toyota gt86 and uh, a guy with mazda rx8 that was full on white yeah 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 man and then from there we went to this other meeting that was on a bridge yeah like it, it, it's a bridge from like one semi part of the island to the other and yeah. the, it, just driving over the bridge all highway it's like 30 minutes you're just driving 30 minutes over a bridge and in the middle of this bridge you have this like five floor parking lot with restaurant in it with food places a little store and in there was then the next meeting yeah and then and then in that meeting we randomly run into this random guy who speaks who spoke perfect english and i'm like what are you doing here how do you speak english well he's like oh i'm half finished i'm like oh i used to live in helsinki he's like oh that's great yeah i'm a half fin uh i'm here for work in tokyo I'm like, cool. That was amazing. Uh, here for work. And I thought, you know, some 20-year-old guy, whatever. I'm like, yeah, some IT job or whatever. So I asked him, like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I drive cars. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. Are you a chauffeur? Are you a Uber driver? And I'm jokingly adding, or are you a race car driver? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? You're a race car driver? He's like, yeah. I drive um, uh, GT4s or whatever. And I'm like, oh, holy shit. This, that's incredible. Some already mind blown by that. Like we just randomly ran to a professional race car driver. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm like, so who's your hero? You know, if you're a race car driver, you got to have a hero. He's like, oh, you know, just my dad. And that's where I started thinking like, 
who's your dad? Because I, I started, I went from like joking, joking to like, yeah. wait a minute, who's your dad? He's like, well, uh, Mika. His name is Mika. And I'm like, I only know two Finnish drivers, Mika. And that's Mika Hakkinen and Mika Salo. <laughs> and clearly his dad is not Mika Hakkinen because he didn't look like him at all because he's half Asian. So I'm like, who's your dad? And he's like, Mika Salo. And I'm like, get out of here. You're lying. You're not. <laughs> oh what the God. fuck? You're not Mika Salo. Mika Salo used to, he was a Formula One driver. Yeah. A, a pretty good one too. Yeah. And I'm like, you're not. Mika Salo's son, get out of here. Random guy walks up to us in the most random parking lot area over a bridge far. in Tokyo. And some bum fuck nowhere. You're not. And he's like, dude, this is my Instagram. It's Max Salo. We met Max yeah. Salo and uh, we hung out with him and we chatted. I had a cool talk with him about passion. And he, they, he this guy is so into cars. Yeah. He's like, cars are my life. He's, that's all I do. He he thinks about cars. So like you know, because sometimes you meet people that are known for one thing and they're mm, totally yep. talking about other things. But he's like, oh no, like car, like cars. That's everything I do. Like every it has, it has four wheels. I'm in. Count me in for everything yeah. cars. And I'm like, you already made this your number one living. Like you made this a living, and you still keep talking about cars. Whatever, like in your spare time, wherever you go, whatever you do. And that was I mean, really freaking cool. That's what we do all the time. That's what kind of, yeah, exactly. And he said and and I'm say I'm telling him I'm like, dude, it's so cool, you know, you're living your passion. And he's like, dude, you're living your passion. Like you told me you're running a business. All you do is like you talk about your fucking business all the that's time beautiful. too. And I'm like, damn, you're right, man. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be in, you know? Oh my god. Yeah. Yo, like regarding like meeting people in Japan, um, a friend of me asked me, like, hey, it's probably, like, super easy to meet Japanese people. And, like, at first I was, like, like, not really, because, like, first of all, like, you're coming to a country that has completely different culture than Europe. Mm. In the beginning, I had a really hard time, like, connecting with Japanese people. Probably you know that yourself. Like, mm. it's really hard to connect. Like, people that you meet here are... And that you easily connect are foreigners. Yeah, like, yeah, fellow yeah. Europeans. Yeah. But... Like later on, like when we found this car scene, it's really easy to connect with Japanese people, honestly. Like yeah. it's really fun to meet them because we do have something in common and that is cars. And there's so, it was so cool. Like then even, so that was on Saturday night. So Friday night was when we drove with the cab yeah. where we couldn't see much. Saturday night is then where we were full on in the meeting, met a bunch of cool people, talked to a bunch of people, lots of Instagram exchanges. Yeah. And then Sunday was like the supercar meetup in the morning, <laughs> yeah. which which was really a meetup. It was just like there was a couple of cool supercars parked. And I remember how we walked up to these two old school Mercedes. There was like two Mercedes Benz from yeah. like early 90s, late 80s. And we literally walked up and we, we barely opened our mouths. All the owners, the guys from the cars were like, hey, yeah. what's up? Come here, come here. Check out my car. Check out the car. <laughs> and he, he instantly starts talking about his car. He had like he had a 24 karat Mercedes star on his Benz. He's like, 24 karat aftermarket. And we're just instantly friends. We're yeah. joking. We're laughing. We're showing each other photos, fist bumping, you know. And we're just having such a good freaking time. And I'm like, this is such a warm welcome, you know. Because you could be like, oh, get out of here. Who the fuck are you? You know? No, they were like, mm. let's go. Oh, and the funny thing was on Saturday. Um, so the night before we had this meeting, we just met Max Salo. And we just chat about uh, with some, who is the guy? In, uh, the guy who ended up driving you home. Was that a Nissan that he had? A white, the white, it wasn't a white Nissan or a white Mazda. What was it? 
Um, or was it a white Mitsubishi? Because I still have him on Instagram. He messaged me the next day. The guy in white Sion? Or was it that a Sion? It looks yeah. like Toyota GT86. I, I think so. And, and where he's like, where's your car? Oh, we're just over there uh, in that McLaren. Yeah. And he's like, a McLaren? <laughs> and he tells his friend, McLaren? And I'm like, hey, if you guys want to sit in there, like we just rented it, you know? Like, But it's a cool <laughs> car. So they're like, oh my gosh. So they're like, sitting in the car, taking <laughs> selfies. <laughs> like their reaction was so priceless. McLaren. It was, it was <laughs> three guys. And their pupils got like wide open. Like they were just like for one second, they were just all blank. They were like McLaren. They were just like shocked. Like no, no. And then and then we drove. We said okay, let's go to Daikoku. And you drive with them because we didn't have a space for you. And we drove the McLaren. Like and we, you know, we overtook each other. We played cat and mouse. And for him, he was like smiling. Like I look from the passenger seat of the McLaren. I look across the street to him. We're like driving on eye level and he's just like smiling. He's like, oh my God. And then he DM'd me the next day. He's like, thank you for this experience and everything. Yeah. It was so freaking cool, man. Dude. It's so freaking cool. I gotta tell you, um, you know, like for where we went from Oi parking lot to the one on the water. Yeah. We were driving me, um, Mitsubishi. I was in Mitsubishi, the guy with Toyota, the guy with Mazda and the guy with AMG. We were racing that underground <laughs> 200 kilometers an hour. We were, they were racing each other on that oh thing. We were like driving God. alongside. The guy was like, like really flooring the car. You know, it's serious when you're still shifting, when you drive 180 yeah. an hour, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my guy, uh, Tatsuki, he had his Mitsubishi like modified with like this bluff valve. So like when you shift, it makes this sound you know <laughs> does it do anything else other than making this cool sound yeah it goes really fast and you can drift in it you can oh, rail okay, in it okay, like okay, dude, sick. this is a sick car man it's you no, know i'm saying like does that blah 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 valve make any difference other than just making it sound cooler yeah i think it makes different i mean it has a feature so it's like when you shift i think like the turbo like it's like some pressure builds up and it kind of releases it so it shifts faster or something ah like sick all right um but yeah, it's pretty amazing. We were racing there. I'm like through undergrounds, you know. It's like, <laughs> wow, and I'm like, this is a Tokyo experience. That you know? that really exactly. That's like why I wanted to come here for a month. I didn't want to just like see the sky tree or whatever and go to Shibuya or some bullshit, which we yeah. did too. You know, it's fine. But I'm like, I don't want the tourist stuff. I don't want. I want to be the only white guy around here, and I want everybody else to be like, who the fuck brought this stupid foreigner? You know, that's <laughs> what I want. That's what I want. So also when I was here, one of the first things I did was I grabbed sushi with our Lexus. And yeah. I'm like, bring me to a place that's not a touristy place. So he brought me to some random underground place that is like under the ground. There was no English uh, menu, nothing. You know, it was all full on Japanese. And, yeah. and I'm like, that's it. That's why I'm coming here. Exactly. And that's, you know, like we've been tra- we've been doing so much traveling this year. It's what now? By the time of the recording of this podcast, it's May 2023. And we've been to we've been to Prague, uh, Dubai, Italy, uh, Austria Cyprus. again, uh, Cyprus, and now here in Tokyo. And it's like we've done so many things already this year. It's absolutely oh, incredible. Yeah. And for example, Dubai, ne- you never really get this like local experience. Of course not, because it's not a local city. Dubai doesn't exist apart from tourism. Yeah, it's sh- it was just built for the sole purpose of tourism. It's not like a city with. I mean, we're shitting on Dubai here. Dubai is a great place. I enjoyed it very much as well. Yeah. But it's not like this, like hundreds of years of of this city having a history, like Tokyo, yeah. for example. You know, so that it's it's an absolutely bonkers freaking city, man. And 
such a cool experience with the cars and like i said let's go let's go tomorrow <laughs> again I'll, i want to see those drift cars in action man i'll write my boy my fellow crew member tatsumi <laughs> hey and hey mark my words just so we have it on recording as well i've been playing with that thought like first of all i want to come back to tokyo once or twice a year i want to oh, make yeah, it a yeah. recurring thing so what i thought would be cool and just so we record it as well so we have it buy a car here a mitsubishi or a nissan or a toyota or maybe even an aston martin rent a, a decent totally normal uh garage somewhere on the outskirts in some industrial <laughs> area like buy the car new bring it to a modifier you know drop 100k 200k do with it as you please go make it awesome here's the money thank you very much and i'll be back in six months and come back and then have a sick epic modified car here and yep. just once or twice a year just come here for two weeks and just drive the car around hang out with the scene have a good time just kind of like build this like second life this like parallel oh, yeah, yeah. identity like you're like tokyo identity. exactly like i'm like hey <laughs> you know like hey so to all the clients and all the team members just so you know in two weeks i'm gonna be in tokyo i'm not gonna be reachable that much if yeah. you let me if you have anything urgent let me know and it's just like for these two weeks just like just be a different person and just be a car enthusiast yeah you know? and just go nuts and then back to europe back to the normal grind and the hustle you know i agree I th with you i think i might want to do this and if i ever do it we're gonna make a compilation we're gonna cut oh, yeah. between oh, max yeah. in 2023 saying this and the max in 24 25 doing it and and whatever he says i can 100 percent guarantee you that he also executes on that he's like yo we're going to tokyo and i'm like oh that's cool and then he's like a week later yeah we have flights to tokyo and i'm like wow you know okay okay <laughs> yeah because you know like i've thought about this a lot recently is like why am i this way because i get like i think my whole childhood i've had so many experiences where i had to wait for things yep. or where i had to be reliant on other people and then it ended up never happening um so, for example, one, one thing is, like, my brother is such a slow person when it comes to getting ready. So, we would, like, the whole family would go visit <laughs> grandma and grandpa. And I'd be like, put your shoes on, get ready. And I would be <laughs> in the car. And then I would have to wait there for, like, half an hour until my brother would put his damn shoes on. Yeah. So, that's just one of many examples. So, I'm, in my head, I'm like, if I want something and I can get it right now, then I want it right now. Yeah. right and if it takes longer then i'm like how can we make this faster can we spend more money on it can we hire more people so we get there faster i'm a very impatient person oh yeah so i mean you don't have any kind of patience man yeah, especially right. when you're on coffee man yeah, yeah. you have like minus two patients minus two. i'm like fuck this let's get it done why are people so slow so it was the same with tokyo i'm like i made the decision to pull the trigger on that so let's fucking go why are we yeah. fucking waiting what what is this i want shit done and that's yeah. also one of the reasons why because we've talked about this ad nauseum yesterday is one of the reasons why, for example, we've had just had record month after record month since December because I'm like, let's push. I don't want to wait. wait we, we have more <laughs> possibility. We have more capacity. Let's fucking go. And I'm like constant. I'm like, why is this not ready yet? Let's go. Let's go faster. Every day we're wasting is a day wasted for, for us, for our clients, for everybody. So I want to get shit done fast. And uh, it's, it, I think it's probably one of the biggest strengths in general with business. You want to be a person that says, I want to get things done. It, it's actually better if you're on a spectrum to be on the impatient side of things and get shit done than you're on the patient side of things. Because 99% of people, they're too slow on their speed of implementation. Yeah. I mean, I get it so, so many times where people are like, yeah, I've been thinking about building a business for quite a long time. Yeah, da, da, da. And well, how long have you been thinking about it? Uh, probably since the pandemic. I'm like, that's three years ago. 
What yeah. have you been doing in these three years? Yeah. Did you have to fight cancer? Did you have to freaking meet the Dalai Lama? Or what, yeah. what is your excuse to not having done it already? Yo, yeah. I was like, oh, you know. Because motherfucker, there's always going to be shit. Like, so it's May right now, right? So some people are going to be like, yeah, in summer, I'm going to start. Once summer is here. Oh, once summer is over. Once my vacation. Oh, no, now it's Halloween. Now we got fucking Thanksgiving coming up. Oh, holidays. Motherfucker, shut up. It's never going to be fucking perfect. Yeah. Go do the fucking thing. Start. Start it. Even if you can't finish it, go start it already. And then roll with the freaking punches. But if you yeah. constantly come from a mindset of like, not now, not now, not now. Next thing you know is like, I've been thinking about it since the pandemic. Yeah, motherfucker. Three fucking years. You know what? <clears throat> if I look at three fucking years from when I started as a dating coach in 2013, yeah. three years later, I had made my first million. I had hundreds of thousands of subscribers on YouTube. I had whatever, 20K plus followers on Instagram back then when it still meant something. Yeah. I, had a, I had built a brand. I had made my first million. I had sold hundreds of thousands of copies uh, of my dating mentoring programs and all that. Like three fucking years. Yeah. You can do a lot if you put your mind through it. But if you dick around, three fucking years can go by very fast as well. That is so true, man. Like, especially like when you see like what are the excuses, they're like, oh yeah, I have work, you know, like nine to five. And I'm like, like, if you think about it, like if you have a nine to five, that's the best time ever. Like, mm -hmm. that's how I started with filmmaking. I was working from like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. in a warehouse, driving a forklift thingy, you know. And what did I do after 3 p.m.? Straight to shooting videos. Yeah. Straight shooting. I arrived, I got home every day with the last bus, which leaves at 11. I arrived 11.30 p.m., sleep, repeat, you know. Yeah. You eat food during work, you know. You yeah. have, like, lunch included, blah, blah, blah. Beautiful. You know, from work, shooting, 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 you know, and, like... Don't tell me like like you don't have time because there's plenty of time. Like mm -hmm. even now, like I still do the same. Like what do I do when um, I have free time? I'm mostly editing videos for myself, you know, also like, you yeah. know, if I'm working eight, 10 hours, well, I have another four to six hours of my free time. It's such like, a good point that you bring up. It's like, yo, oh, you, you, you think you're busy because you're nine to five? Motherfucker, it's the best time ever. Yeah. Number one, you have more or less regulated working times. So you know for relatively good fact, like yeah. I'll be done at work around this time. And then this yeah. is what it takes me to come home. This is how long I, it, it takes me to, to commute home and so on and so forth. So you know all that. Plus, you got steady income. Yeah. You're like, no matter what the fuck happens, yeah. I'm going to get paid my whatever, 2K, 3K, 4K, 5K yeah. from a 9 to 5. It, it can't be, you cannot have a better breeding ground. Yeah. You get, you have steady income. You're going to get paid either or. And funny enough, as weird as it sounds, you're going to get paid no matter how absent mentally you are at your job. So <laughs> yeah. if you're using some of your job working hours to kind of yeah. plan things for the business or maybe even work. I mean, we've had yeah. clients that are like, yo, I'm, I'm just some freaking government worker. Yeah. I got nothing to do. I'm just doing lead gen half of the freaking time I'm at work. We got people who exactly. do that too. And you got steady income. You got safe income. You know that it's unlikely that something is going to change dramatically over the next couple months. So yeah, go build that side hustle on the side. It, it's best time ever. You know, you know what's interesting? Like I started to implement like kind of like reserving an hour a day just for the things that makes you happy and that you want to do. It's also great. It's also like great. that brings you further. Cause like, you know, if you're working like nine to five or something, I, if it doesn't bring you further, then at least reserve an hour a 100%. day. The craziest thing is that it's not a lack of time. It's usually a lack of structure 
mm-hmm. that takes all the time. Because what actually stacks up like crazy throughout the day is the minutes in between where you're just scrolling around, oh, yeah. where you're dicking around. Oh, yeah. Whereas if you said like, okay, I'm going to get up, breakfast, work, <laughs> gym, work on a business, yeah. meditation, read books, an hour of off time, go to bed. If yeah. you had a structure like that, you get way more shit done than, yeah. oh, I'm coming home from work. Uh, then I'm scrolling around a little bit, just falling up on my friends, eating maybe, I guess. Boom, two hours gone. Yeah. Yeah, motherfucker, if you had a plan, it's like go home, five minutes to get dressed, hit the gym, leave the gym, blah, 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 audiobook on the way. All of a sudden, you would have yeah. knocked out an entire workout while the other person's just sticking around, thinking about what to cook, scrolling around. <sighs> oh, now I know what to cook. Let me go buy the ingredients. Like, the, if you were structured in your approach, all of a sudden, you have all that spare time. People ask me all the time, okay, Max, how do you go to the gym, travel the world, shoot const- content nonstop, review sales calls of your team, help your clients, review their yeah. BSLs, their marketing. How do you do all that in a day? Well, because I'm not dicking around. That time, minimized time between interactions is actually one of the biggest That's lessons true. that my back then mentor, Tyler, gave me. He, yep. He's a dating coach. So he says, like, okay, how do you, how, how are you very able to, to approach a lot of people and be social in a social setting at a party or a club mm. without getting in your head? And one of his rules was minimize time between interactions. So every time he would show up at a party, yep. he talks to the first person he sees. First person goes, goes and grabs the drinks. He immediately opens the next person. And then the next person, and he do, he doesn't try to start scanning or thinking, hmm, who am I gonna talk to next? Minimize time between interactions. Yeah. It's exactly the same as like minimize time between things that you're doing. Because if you now are stuck in this contemplate, let me scroll around time, 20 minutes suck in here, yep. 30 minutes suck in, 15 minutes here, and over the span of a day, you're wasting two, three hours. And that two, three hours, yeah. if you blocked it and put it next to each other, you could hit the gym, you could execute something for your business, you could start that side hustle. But it's exactly those 10, 15 minute blocks that fuck you up because they stack up over time. Exactly. Like and, and, and you know, you and I were now sitting here talking about the cool experience that we had. Um, the past couple of weeks here in Tokyo with the yeah. drifting and all that. We couldn't do that if it yeah. hadn't been us being efficient as fuck over the past years. I mean, we talked about this before. Like, we were in Cyprus, um, not just this year, but the years before that. And it was just you and I. Yeah. It was just you and I. We rented a villa and Monday through Friday, 12 hour a day, grind. Hit the yeah. gym in between, grind. Get food, grind, yeah. go to sleep. Saturday, Sunday, light grind, plus do some cool stuff for social yeah. media. And now this time was the... F- and remember, Mark, like, remember my words. <laughs> it was April 2022 where I said, next year, we're going to rent a bigger place. We're yeah. going to invite a bunch of our friends. We're going to do awesome shit while we're in Cyprus and not just yeah. work. And exactly one fucking year later, we booked the big, uh, the big villa <laughs> with a sick pool. We invited a bunch of people. I mean, we had so many cool experiences. We went to the Tombs of the Kings. We went freaking jet Wakeboarding. Wakeboarding, which we bought away, freaking nailed first try. Yeah. The girls sucked at it, but we looked at There was one girl that also crushed it. Yeah? Yeah, the um, Olya. That's right. Olya crushed it, yeah. Straight but on. the rest of the girls sucked at it. Actually, Lena was also Liena good. Lena was yeah. also good. Okay, <laughs> it was only Libava who was bad at it. But, uh, I mean, we met, we met with Nikki Bra. We met with fellow oh, yeah. entrepreneurs. We met Xenios. We met so many cool people. And, and it's like, again, like we yep. did this because we were extremely efficient with our time. Because we didn't dick around. We get so much more done in any given time than anybody else. Because we don't dick around. Because we don't waste time on the... On the on these like scrolling around like that's your doom. 
Yeah. That is your doom. That also, it, it was also a decision I made earlier this year. We're just like, I don't want to be on any kind of a consumerist side. I, I want to, instead of that, like just dedicate that time to produce content. Post and ghost. Yeah. The only thing I'm consuming is our homeboy Masato Instagram right now. <laughs> That's just Toyota? Uh, that's a drift car Toyota modification. Ooh, where's the Supra that he has? Uh, I think you can see it on his on his uh, highlights. Ah, um, let me have a look. He's pretty humble guy, so he doesn't yeah. really like show off his car as much. He oh, this green know. one, man. Oh yeah, that's oh. like what Honda Civic, huh? Ah, uh, that's his his I think. Huh? Yeah, that's yeah, the one. That the latest Toyota. But yeah, like when I discovered like like this scene here, like all these guys are between like nineteen and twenty two. Yeah. Having like cars like that and I'm like, yo, what am I doing with my yeah. life, man? I'm like, <laughs> like these guys are like driving around Tokyo just having fun at age of twenty. <laughs> and here I am all like German about it, like, oh I have to put my money into stocks, <coughs> make yeah. savings, you know, I'm like, no, 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 you should have fun when you're in 20s, you it's, know, like, it's this, it, it's this constant struggle, I have this too, especially lately, between, okay, I'm 32 now, <clears throat> I've, I've achieved a lot of things that I wanted to do, so on one hand, I look at people with less money, kind of traveling around, even if they're like, not even traveling in luxurious places, just like enjoying spare time, yeah, but then on the other hand, so and I'm like, ah oh, man, and here I am working. Um, fuck, <clears throat> I should enjoy life more. Da, da, da. And then on the other hand, I look at people that are my age that have made more, way more money and achieved yep. way more. And then I'm like, and here I am dicking around having fun. So I'm like, ah, can we go back to work? <laughs> so it's like this constant struggle between like, should I yeah. enjoy life more? But then ultimately, <clears throat> I think over the last couple of months, I'm like, yeah, look, I'm doing things my speed. I'm doing things in a nice balance, especially lately. I think we got so much shit done despite still traveling around and experiencing really cool things. And again, if you haven't yep. watched our, our vlog yet, um, go to YouTube. We should, can we add or can you write down that we should add the link to our YouTube vlog, our new one, yep. our new YouTube channel in the podcast description? Because we've done so many awesome things, but at the same time, we got so much shit done. And I don't even know how because all I knew at this point was 100% hustle. And now we're like hustle 50% and 50% do cool things and film it. So weirdly enough, it doesn't even feel like I'm getting less done. It's almost like just because I'm giving myself less time, I'm kind of forced to get things done within less time. So that's really beautiful. So I'm pretty hyped about that. Yeah, man. I'm so looking forward to edit all these vlogs. It's like you relieve the moments uh, like as you edit them and like watch them, you know. So, yeah. And we really try to keep them authentic, bring value. Um that's the one thing I like about shooting vlogs uh, that we do here. Tons of value, lessons, lifestyle. We don't do anything that's like over the top. Yeah. Like like you see like a lot of like entrepreneurs like flexing around with cars. I mean, we kind of do that too, but like we're pretty authentic and having fun and all that. So we we, ri we flex around with the <laughs> toy Lambo that we rented. It's safe. <laughs> that's <laughs> We're not flexing around with cars. <laughs> on the vlog, where have we flexed around with cars? I mean, okay, okay. Uh, with the exception that. of the rented uh, uh, McLaren here. But even there, <laughs> we're always like, it's rented, it's rented, yeah, yeah. you know, it's cool. But like the experiences we live, that's pretty much like very authentic. And I'm yeah. really proud of what we do. Mm -hmm. It's really like, it's nothing more beautiful than, yeah, showing like our original lifestyle. Yeah. We don't fake anything or yeah, something. Yeah, 100%. 
Hold that thought. Can can I grab some coffee real quick? Yeah, we can make a quick break. And we're back, and we have coffee. How's your coffee? Random Japanese coffee. Um, I tried it. It's some. It tastes like cappuccino, but uh, weird. Does it have sugar? Is it sweet? It's I like, like this one, my favorite. Barista's Black Arabica by Tully's Coffee. Sponsor. That one is really heavy, spo- man. Yeah, that one's... Whoo- but this one is pretty heavy. I have two. It's um, 200 milligrams caffeine. That is... That, holy... All right, let's go. Um, talk about the vlog. What's your vision for it? What was your thought process when you came up with the idea? What do you think of when you shoot... What do you think of when you get a shot? Walk us through the world of, of you when it comes to your creative outlet. Of like shooting like vlogs with you and... Yeah, like what, like what do you think of when you get these shots? Because I know what I think of. For me, it's like, okay, I got to be charismatic. Let me make sure it's not boring. Let's do something. Da, 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 da. Let's be authentic at the same time. What is your thoughts when you're shooting? My thought when I'm shooting is... Basically, I mean like when I'm shooting vlogs with you... I always kind of like prioritize that I show the vision that you wanted to present. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like kind of number one thing. Like first, I was always like, yeah, vlogs have to be super cinematic and all that. But lately, I came to thoughts like we should do it more like KCNH that style, just like full on, just document visually, no matter mm-hmm. how pretty it is. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we make it very pretty and cinematic, like mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just showing like how authentic it is because at the end of the day, we do live epic lifestyles and we, in the past years, we haven't shown that a True. lot. True. And that is basically what I'm just trying to achieve is document everything that happens mm-hmm. and then we just compile it together in some epicness into a vlog. I mean, it's crazy. We're leaving so much on the cutting room floor too. Like if I think back at, yeah. at the Dubai vlog that we just released, <laughs> it's like a 14 minute or so episode, but it's like four days of intensest oh, yeah. shooting. I know how exactly how much footage we have. It's like, <laughs> it's like six hours of footage that I had to cut down into this 14 minute segment. It's crazy, huh? It's freaking yeah. crazy. Um, but it makes me so happy to see the finished product. I'm like, God. Yeah. And especially Dubai. I mean, I think I even cried once just going to bed because I'm like, oh, yeah, because because it was funny because we were there with a, with some friends of ours and they loved it. For them, it was vacation. Like, oh, my God, we're going to Dubai. Yeah. And you and I we were like, we have 20 minutes to get this shot and then that, <laughs> and we have to go back and get ready for this shot. So we're constantly on the edge. Like we arrived and it was a battle against time. Yeah. Especially then when you travel with girls, they're so slow. Oh yeah. Like when you travel with friends that are female, at least our friends, they're so slow. So we're like, oh yeah, thirty minutes to get ready to, for the thing. Not, yeah. no way they would get like, ready for. For me so, and Max, it takes like two minutes to get ready. Like a shower, that's exactly. sixty seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another sixty seconds to like brush teeth, and that's it. Like yeah, quick perfume as you're <laughs> brushing your teeth. You yeah, know? yeah, and <laughs> off you go. And, It was so stressful, man. Like, it was really, like, it looked like such a fun trip. And it was a fun trip. Don't get me wrong. It was fun. But at the same time, we were under fire, under pressure the entire (laughs) freaking time. Get this shot, get that shot. And there was zero fuck-ups. There was not a single fuck-up, I think. There were zero fuck-ups, for sure. Um, Like, the thing is... The way way you say it makes me think there was a fuck-up that I don't even know about. (laughs) 
I'm like, oh yeah, zero fuck. <laughs> like that's what that's what he just made it sound like. Oh, yeah, no, zero no. fuck ups for sure. <laughs> we did not fuck up anything. <laughs> Is there anything I'm not aware of here? I, would just, I, was, I was laughing just at the thought that I just had. I was like, that was the first time in our life where I was stressed and happy at the same time. <laughs> right, right? That's what I'm saying. Same for me. I'm like stressed and happy at the same time like this is really cool but at I the had, same time i had this tear in my eyes like at some random point after dubai i'm like that's exactly why i signed up for to work oh, under hectic conditions nice. i'm like i want to work and travel and edit 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 film non-stop like yeah. you have time on your airplane take out take out the laptop and work you know yeah. and stuff like this you know it's stressful but it's again fun and that's why we do it you know yeah especially when we're in our 20s i mean i'm in my 20s like i'm 25 now and Me i'm like neither. yo not anymore but yeah but i mean you're <laughs> i get what you mean you though, drink yeah. placenta you're minus two years now so <laughs> somebody listening to the date what placenta what yeah we did just want just, just watch the vlog when the jab j- <laughs> when one of the japan vlogs comes out you'll know what we're talking about don't look it up the crazy thing is we have yet in front of us paris to go see metallica to play two shows in three days with a day at disneyland in between berlin uh, where we're literally just going to berlin to hang out with one of my ex um colleagues at the dating business uh jeffy jeffrey allen yep epically funny guy so we're gonna hang out with him shoot some podcasts hopefully if he has the time and then after Berlin, it's, it's oh, uh, well, I will go to Rock and Park in, in Nuremberg. Yeah. I'm not even sure I have two tickets. I'm not even sure if we're going to film there. We, we have to talk about that, too. All and then right. Amsterdam to go see Hans Zimmer and Ooh, Slipknot. Yeah. <laughs> They're not playing together. It's <laughs> Hans Zimmer would support Slipknot. No, two separate <laughs> concerts. And then after that, um, we have, I think, a week or two off after Amsterdam. Probably. And, then, and then Austria for the Grand Prix. So... You know, we're all like, okay, cool. We've been to freaking uh, Italy, Dubai, Cyprus, and Japan. But we have Berlin, Paris, Amsterdam, and Austria still coming up. Those are just the planned trips. Those are just the planned trips. Oh, and in and in September I have uh, Ibiza, and in October we have again Cyprus plus uh, Blink One Eighty Two in Portugal. Yeah. So, you know, gonna be a good year. And what do we do when we take that? time off in quotation marks it's like travel more <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I mean, yeah doing the time off in july i'll definitely go pass by uh, slovenia make some vlogs there as well and jazz like that yo this is a beautiful place man yeah i'm high you know, i think i've never been to slovenia i don't think you i drove have through slovenia probably to croatia i guess if even man if yeah. even but yeah other than that never been there it's a very very underrated country i uh, yeah i mean like again like geographically wise it's same as uh, austria yeah with the fact that we have seaside, like these 40 kilometers of coastline. <laughs> that you conveniently stole off the Croatians or whatever. No, 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 no. They stole it from us. And also <laughs> right, Ita- right. Italians stole it from us. Because like, we're such a small country. They're like, yeah, we'll just take something from Slovenia. Right, okay, if it's like this, then everybody stole everything from the yeah, Austro-Hungarian Empire here, right? Yeah, I don't know. You I don't mofos, know. go back to Austro-Hungarian Empire. Right, at the end of the day, I'm happy we have seaside. We have um, awesome caves. We have the... Uh, we have a like area with like hot springs so we have like i think like it's so crazy man yeah it's like a small place with like five different biomes oh and let's not forget we're going to kyoto to, on two days in two days oh yeah that's a whole other adventure in and of itself yeah and for us it's like oh yeah we're just casually going to some other city you know like <laughs> it is it is it is 
I think after I've traveled so much in so different, so many different settings, I've done the hardcore tour the world to give seminars kind of traveling, which is just like every Monday, new city yep. for four years. Then I've done the let me live in a place for six to 12 months traveling, yeah. which I believe is my favorite. Yeah. Like Or kind of like what we're doing here, stay at a place between one and six months at a time. Because then you develop a routine, you find places. Because if yeah. you only go, because I've also done the, let me just go check out a city for three days traveling, which is cool too. That was kind of like Dubai stuff where we rush through everything. But you're just staying at a hotel, you're eating a bunch of shit food, you know, because you're not actually getting a routine. But yeah. here I'm like, I'm going to the grocery store. I, you know, I, we at are. the store, I do my little thing. I say, Fto. Uh, I don't know, Tokyo Kurasai, which means two bags, please, <laughs> or whatever. You know, like <laughs> you won't, you don't do that when you just travel as a with hotels. Like I have to tell the lady at the store how many bags I need to buy my groceries. <laughs> you know, and I'm like Google Maps, like I'm going on Google Translate while waiting in the aisle of the grocery. <laughs> I practice it six times before I say it to the old lady, and <laughs> and of course they ask me some other shit which I have no clue about, so I just nod. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if this is correct. So. Th that's one thing that I really like. And I've also done just the resort traveling, which is like drop yeah. 20K on some five-star um, retreat thing which where yeah. you're just staying in a resort, which is also amazing. But I think my favorite kind is where you just try to stay at a place like we did here for a couple and, weeks at least. become like a local. Meet the locals, just communicate around with translator and like go to the sushi place where you have no clue what it is that you're even eating here. Oh, yeah. Like that's my my style, and I really enjoy that. And we've met so many locals, man. Dude, we've yeah. been so blessed. Like all the people that we hung out with yesterday, we went to see Super Mario in the movie theater. You know, oh, man. like how cool was that? Just seeing a, yeah. a movie in Japan. But I really have to give props to Japan. Like honestly, like people here have been really kind to us. Yeah. Like it's amazing. You go to a store; they really do everything in their power to help yeah. you out. Mm. That you're happy, and yeah. they're happy to help you. In Europe, you don't have that, yeah. you know. <laughs> like every like everyone that tries to help is like, oh, when will God. he go away? You know, stupid for like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like I really like. I think it's gonna. I'm gonna have a hard time being back in Europe <laughs> because, like, people here are really calm waiting lines systems work nobody's throwing trash on the floor like i've seen zero trash zero cans trash, outside zero. it's amazing and zero trash on the floor nowhere there's trash yeah for the fact that is the biggest city in the world it's also in my opinion the cleanest city in the world i don't know like probably is it probably is legitimately the cleanest city in the world yeah. like officially considered you know like, like, look at Vienna. It's very clean, but, but not as clean as Tokyo. No way, as clean as Tokyo. Let's go. Let's let's do some Chat GPT magic here. What's the cleanest city in the world? I mean, I think that is pretty. It's hard to judge. I think it's it's Brazil, some city in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. That is the cleanest. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just don't want to say anything bad on the podcast. Determining the cleanest city in the world can be subjective manner. Oh, what? No. No. Was that right? Was no. That right? no. Okay, okay, okay. Because based on factors such as air quality, waste management, overall environmental sustainability. I mean, number waste management here? Number one, Calgary, Canada. Number two, Helsinki. Number three, Honolulu. Number yeah. four, Kobe, Japan. Oh, wow. Oslo, Norway, Singapore, Stockholm, Sydney, Tokyo, number nine, Zurich, Switzerland. Wow. But again, like that's considering air quality and shit like that. So probably 
you know, because we just talked about like the garbage on the street ish. I mean, the so air because I know, for example, Helsinki is very clean, but not as clean on the street as Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also extremely clean. You're right. I love Helsinki. Shout out to the Finns. <laughs> I mean, I'm a Finn at heart myself with family in Finland. Yeah. And uh, lived in Finland, spent a lot of time in Finland. I love Finland. Oh, hey, uh, Masato followed me back as well. <laughs> Man, this is going to be the Masato Yo, fanboy podcast. <laughs> maybe we can meet on 11th with Masato. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, if he wants to get a tattoo as well, I sponsor him. So the like <laughs> No, after the tattoo, we can... I, I can ask chill somewhere. Because uh, Miki asked me if we I want to meet with them on 11th. thousand percent, man. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get the tattoos and then grab some drinks or something like that. And invite our Japanese friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. Drinks or food or whatever. Or they're drive amazing, around the man. cars, drinks, food. Something like that. Yeah. Like Masato and Miki, they're like like really like heroes for me. Like That's beautiful, man. They really showed me this world here they accepted me here like a random ass total random gaijin gaijin <laughs> in a garage you know they really like masato said that he's happy you know like like you know that he can show me this he's uh. really like and after like i left home they sent me like a lovely message that they were really happy to spend time with me oh that's cute like man. that we they really had fun and i'm like yo i didn't really like bring much value then yeah <laughs> just spend time with you you know like like Th this this is your culture like i could so see you resonating so much with everything that japan japan does and what japanese people do yeah like you fit in there very well in terms of like the way they communicate the way they're they're handling friendships and stuff like that that is very much your values you know For as a person because sure. i know you very well you know yeah. For me, it's it's very much my values too, but not quite as much as yours, because what happens to me is like, <clears throat> I'm like I like it. It's really weird. I like it when people are mean. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's more it's more likely that they're honest when they're mean. Yeah. Because when someone is overly polite, I'm like, oh, how nice that they're polite, and I'm instantly yeah. like, what's their agenda? <laughs> so that's one thing that why I like, um, why I like Ukraine, why I oh, like yeah. Austria. And Germany because they're just assholes mm. from the get-go. But you're like, at least they're honest, you know? Yeah, yeah. So Japan is very, very, very polite, which is beautiful. But I'm like, okay, how much of that is really personal choice and how much of that is just culture? Yeah. And I feel like it's still very authentic here. I think so, so if too. you go to places like LA and everybody's super nice and you're like, motherfucker, you motherfucker. I yeah. know, I know you're not actually, you know, <laughs> like, I know you just didn't actually invite me to your party. You know, when people say, oh, yeah. you should pass by sometimes at the party. It's just something they say, yeah, yeah, but they don't actually much. invite you. But here in Japan, I'm like, it really sounds really genuine. Yeah. So that's weird, you know. I noticed from Americans, there are a, lot, a lot of times, you know, they have this habit. They're like, they say, like, hey, what's up? You know, and like. For us, it's like you answer what's up, but <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. say like as a hello, you know. Yeah. Or but it also depends where where in the states. I mean, if you're f further from the south, if you're further inland, if you're in Texas, people are extremely genuine there as well. Mm. It's just like I mean, even on East Coast, many people are genuine. Like what what's yeah. weird is like L.A. is like one of the hot pockets where people are very much like, "What can you do for me?" kind of thing. Um, Vegas as yeah. well but I guess it's also it's not just the states it's just the place like if you go for example to Dubai I think it's yeah. very similar it's like yeah. what can you do for me what value can I squeeze out of that it's all if you go to superficial places you'll meet superficial people yeah it's that simple if you go to genuine places you meet, you meet genuine people yeah 
So, yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, hey, there's just like ticking this box off of like supercars, modified cars in Tokyo. <laughs> there's not much left for me personally. Um, I mean, there's a lot left. Oh, there's a lot. But I've done so many cool things in my life that were on this like hypothetical list of to do before I die in my brain. <laughs> a couple more things also to have it there just to just to just to kind of um document it is i want to swim with whales oh wow that's still i've i've done whale watching twice now once in tenerife it was pilot whales yeah those are smaller and once legit in iceland which was um i think uh, i can't remember uh, these big ass whales the really big ones <laughs> i'm so bad not blue whales oh. but sperm whales i think or gray whales or something like that yeah something like that um so that was an incredible. It was an incredible experience, but I want to swim with them. So that's one of the things that I have yet to do. The other one is like I want to I want to sign up for jujitsu, but um, I I think it's best to do that when we're stationary at a place and yeah. not just like a one week here, one week there, one week there. Um, so jujitsu is still one of the things I want to get good at. Not master it, God forbid, but like yeah, kind of yeah. good at. That would be cool because it's it's an awesome skill set to have, oh, of and course. it's super fun to learn. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, then you know build a family make a music studio that's beautiful uh, buy a bunch of real estate like this year i want to start buying real estate um it, which is funny because i keep investing in other things that have higher yield short term of course yeah so for example like the 75k i now invested in uh with you know our homeboy carl and um i'm like okay like i could already invest that in a smaller place you know yeah, but I'm like, nah, whatever. Let's do that, and then buy the. So you know, with real estate, it's like yeah, I have to get into it a little bit more first. Yeah, but these are kind of like the things that I want to be doing, and then, I mean, now with the new YouTube channel, second episode out, which is great. Yep. Uh, I think we have a lot of really cool things coming up, as well as this podcast. Man, I'm so that yeah. this is the kind of stuff that I'm most interested in. Number one priority is always our clients. Yeah. Then, then our own sales. But what I'm actually most passionate about is is, is helping clients, but also doing content. Yeah. We we sat down like um, in December, late December, uh, 2022. Remember, we had once a talk where we were like, "Yo, we should start making more like content like yeah. that." You know, and it's cool to see that we're doing it. Yeah. You know? We were like, "Let's start shooting vlogs." And what we did, like, right, we just started to execute on it almost right away as soon as like everything started to go that's right we started filming in prague yeah because i was also like at that time i was like man i'm just editing these instagram reels i'm like dude that's not my potential at all yeah and yeah. i know that that's not your potential at all like why uh, either do yeah you true. make content only for instagram reels if true, we true we have potential like like you know Olson has like any other big youtubers oh, have you know way more fucking we Olson, way man. more this guy can't <laughs> even fucking speak coherently within 20 minutes Put me in front of a camera for four hours. I'll give you a speech that you'll never forget. Honestly, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, literally, like all these vlogger chodes, all they can do is throw a bunch of money on cool activities. Throw yeah. them in front of a fucking camera, talking head style. They couldn't be able to speak, to hold you fucking at yeah. bay with their charisma for longer than two fucking minutes. Yeah. So fuck you on Olsen. 
I don't give a fuck about that I don't guy. I like him. Yeah, G- yo, all these influencer chodes, they can't do shit. All they can do is do cool things and have it filmed by someone talented. Yeah, I made yeah. videos. It was literally just me on a $190 Sony Handycam speaking yeah. two hours about a topic that blows your fucking mind. Yeah. And I still do that every single time when I'm talking to my clients, when I'm talking to my sales yeah. staff. There's so much stuff that I don't even record. I mean, some of it is recorded yeah. for our clients, but it's not even public. But people are like, what is this? And it's just me freaking rewiring your brain i'm dissecting <laughs> your brain like a neurosurgeon that's what i'm doing and people like yon Olsen can't do that they're in again i'm saying this to why do i say fuck yon Olsen? because it's a cool clip that we can put out there to be provocative but <laughs> like he's a cool dude you know I'm, yeah. I'm sure he is i'm sure he's a cool but do i actually hate him or something no no he's a cool dude i watch his videos too yeah, but what yeah. i mean by fuck yon Olsen and all these influencers is like that's all they can do like it's like it's like it's a difference between a public speaker who has mastered a craft yep. of engaging people with nothing but his words. That is true. Versus an influencer that puts out highly polished jump cut stuff that is literally made to hijack your brain into yeah. getting dopamine. That that's very different. That's very, 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 very different. And funny enough, the more I work with influencers and for example come to us and say, Oh, I have a brand of whatever, 500,000 followers, yeah. let's go, can you help me make some money? And I'm like, well, okay, listen, I made with 80,000 YouTube subscribers, I made over a million with 80,000 YouTube subscribers. And you have 500,000 and you're barely selling 10K a month. Yeah. Here's why, because people just watching your Lambo, Flex, jump cut, lifestyle video, they're not as bought in as 80,000 subscribers that watch your three-hour rant videos that you shot in yeah. one go with not a single cut. So these things are very, very, very different. You and I were not the same, like that meme, you know, from the fucking polio sky from uh, <laughs> Breaking Bad. Where you and I are not the same. You have oh, yeah, a yeah. couple hundred thousand followers that think your jump cut lifestyle stuff is entertaining, and I have 80,000 diehard fans that watch yep. three hours of my videos each night before they go to bed. Yeah, that's very very different. Like, look at your first videos. Like, they were shot in Austria with like three cows in the background. Yeah, you know, like uh, stuff with like my that. dad on his Nikon because my dad's yeah. a photographer. And I'm like, can I do video? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, dad, turn your Nikon on and put it on me. And he's like, I don't even know if the video. And we just like shot it on my dad's Nikon. Yeah, you can see him in the reflection of my of my sunglasses with the cows behind me. It was like my dad standing there. Spent a whole week. I uh, spent a whole day with my dad just shooting. Yeah, I mean, I used to just take the video gear um, of of Tyler, of my mentor back then, when he would go to sleep at like eight a.m. in the morning after a whole night of filming. I would take the camera, set it up on a tripod on the streets of Miami, and because I'm like, oh, I need to shoot my own video, you know, in a in a public place outside, but. It, it was a film camera and it didn't have a flippable screen. Yeah. You couldn't do selfie style camera yet. So I had to ask random passerbys, like, excuse me, sir, can you stand on the spot real quick so I can focus? Yeah. And he's like, are you filming? I'm like, no, no, but just for the focus. I need to film myself and then I'm going to stand where you stand. So yeah. I would focus on them manually and then like, thank you, sir. And then I would press play. I would hop in the shot and I would speak into the camera, hope, and then I would like hope that it's still recording, you know? Like every 10 minutes yeah. I would just be paranoid and I would check if it's, still, oh, it's still recording, okay. Then I would back go back in and keep talking. You know, it's all about like finding solutions in your life. Yeah, like like that is, 
That is really interesting because I can relate to that. Like, you know, you come to some point in life when you're like stuck at something and it's like, yeah, either you give up or you find solution, you know, it's like, yeah. And, and yeah, like when I travel, I also like sometimes, you know, I want to have photos of myself, but I also like traveling alone. I'm like, I give a person a camera, I give him like <laughs> a five second crash course. That's how you press a button. That's how you focus. That's all, you know? Yeah. And I think that will bring you further life. You know, it's true. It's like if you are flexible with all kinds of solutions and all that, like you won't, you always overcome them no matter what, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's that's really good point. Like, and that's how you also succeeded. You found solutions yeah. on the spot where in any kind of aspect area in your life, like whether it's in business or dating or with family or with friends, you know, it's always solutions. It, you know, in German, we have this saying called was nicht passt, wird passend gemacht, which means if it doesn't fit, you make it fit. Yeah. So yeah. what doesn't fit will be made to fit. So yeah. I, this is one thing I have to give props to to Tyler and Nick, uh, Owen Cook and, and Nick Coe from, from Real Social Dynamics, because when I was an assistant, that's what I learned. Uh -huh. They'd be like, Max... Um, we're gonna do, we decided to just randomly do an event tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and they're like, we need a teleprompter. And I'm like, we don't have, we don't have the teleprompter in our gear, right? So in my head, I'm like, oh, sorry, we're just gonna do it without the teleprompter. And they're like, buy a new one. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have money. He's like, here's the card. Yeah. And I'm like, where do I buy it? He's like, Google it. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, okay, all right, let's just buy a new one. Bought a new yeah. one, boom, here we go. And, yeah. and then I remember years later, I think two, three years later, I, I touched down in New York and I have to yeah. do the, the max hot seat, which was um, a, a 10 hour life event, mm -hmm. paid life event, 300 bucks per person. And it's New York and we got like 150 people ready and we're unpacked the gear. It's like 30 minutes before start. So we're letting yeah. people in, we're registering people as they flock in. We set up the, the projector, the laptop, all good as always. I plug in the, the, I had this like little uh, speaker system to help, you know, to, yeah. to boost what I'm saying. I plug it in and it does like a little sound Ooh. and it smells burnt. So the speaker system just died for whatever reason. And I'm like, oh, yo, we have 20 minutes, 150 people. They all oh. paid 300 bucks. And again, there, what do you do? Like, do you give up? Do you da da da? But at that point, I had been so indoctrinated into like what doesn't fit will be made fit. Yeah. So I grabbed a volunteer. We had like a group of like six, seven volunteers each. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> here's $500. Run and find a speaker system with an aux exit. Yeah. I grabbed my assistant. Here's the card. Run, find a speaker yeah. system. And he's like, but you already sent the other guy. I'm like, doesn't matter whoever is here first get me two. get me yeah get me two. we can bring the other one back so they run and like literally like 90 seconds before we're supposed to start assistant comes back brand new speaker system we rip it out of the package boom plug it in and off we go wow it was so sick and where was the second one the second guy was dicking around somewhere <laughs> and i messaged him because that's also funny because my assistant was trained at that time he was like yeah. boom 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 ready ready you know he was he was like as he was running in the one yeah. direction he was googling where to go and the other guy who was just a volunteer, he was just like, dur, 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 you know, I'm going to try to find it. So, of course, he was nowhere. We're yeah. like, any, you know, we're like, hey, are you ready? Like, any progress? He's like, yeah, I'm finding the place. I'm like, come back. We already have it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Like, uh, every time we travel somewhere and there is like some other, like some outside person, outside person that has their own team. I'm not going to mention any names or something, but like, it happened a lot of times. Like, 
our side was always so much competent. Our team yeah. members, our assistants, our videographers, our salespeople were always like on point with everything. Yeah, and then you see that, like, I mean, for us, that is normal. That yeah, is yeah. normally how we operate. But like for others, like their teams, I'm like, yo, his photographer is working like two hours a day. He does the photos and dicks around the whole day. Exactly. Meanwhile, we're here like shooting content, maximizing whoa, whoa, whoa. every second, you know? Yeah, we're just caffeinated like, up. We start speaking double the speed yeah. and shit done. And and you know what? Like, and that's also probably part of it is also because I'm a dick at so many things to the people that work with me because I'm like, you want to be part of an elite squad? You got to have a thick skin. Yeah. And God knows how many people we've lost that have given up or that just plain quit because I, I was too much of a dick to them. Yeah. And my thing is like, but look, at the same time, I'd rather have you join us and then hate me and be like, it, it sucked working with Max than me tolerating some BC level player bullshit. Yeah. Because that's exactly what you're gonna get. You get people that are slow, people that are incompetent. Mm -hmm. You get a, you get what you tolerate as a business owner, you know? That is so true. I mean, <laughs> you get what you tolerate. Like that's where everybody kind of comes through. Exactly, and you do that with everything. You do that with your personal uh, relationships. You do that with your personal success. Like if you tolerate bullshit, you're gonna get fucking bullshit. Yeah. And, and it's that simple, like, same as like yesterday, says the guy who's literally on the phone right now. I just got a message from our CMO, just had to double check if everything is all right. But even yesterday we were having drinks, someone's on the phone. Yeah. I'm like, is it important? Is everybody okay? Mom and dad okay? Friends okay? Everybody okay? Oh, you're just checking your emails? Give me a phone. Mm. Phone tower. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I'm like, yo, snap out of it. I'm not going to tolerate someone sitting at the table with us zoning out. Because that's what happens a lot. Someone zones out, has other people have... I'm guilty of that too. So that's why I snap myself in and force myself and be like, put the phone away. Yeah. I'd rather be a dick. I like being a dick because at the very least I have, I have values that I stick to. Yeah. And it's the same with clients. Like just this past Monday, I had a very caffeinated, in caffeine-induced uh, breakout yeah. session with our beginner clients. Yeah. And there's worlds between beginner clients and our advanced clients always is and this is so crazy so if you listen to this on the podcast this is really crucial so every monday i have all my calls with my advanced clients so these are people mm. that are scaling from 20k minimum a month up to 250 500k a month they're hiring people they have systems in place la -di -da. and then uh, every tuesday i have our beginner clients so these are from zero to 10k a month and the type of questions that they're asking it's always so different and I'm saying this from a from a place of yeah. love and appreciation because without our clients, beginner or advanced, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. Just blank statement, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. At the same time, you also see it though is like the advanced calls are like, it's someone's turn and they're like, hey Max, thanks for your time. Here's yeah. all my questions neatly compiled together. Can we go through them one by one? Yeah. And it's just like question one, boom, 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 clear. Got it. Question two, boom, 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 clarifying. Okay. What about this? All good. Next. <laughs> and And then... It is just so beautiful. And then you go do the beginner calls and people are like, uh, hey, Max, um, I have you? a question. Yeah, how are you? And I have a question. Doesn't and you know what's always funny is like when someone says, how are you? I'm like, it doesn't matter, dude. I appreciate it, but it matters zero, okay? <laughs> just keep, keep asking your question. And then people are like, um, I have, you know, it's like, and the reason why I want to put this out there is because it shows what's going on in people's heads. The way pe someone asks yep. you a question is a direct mirror of what's going on in their head. 
if the question is like, here's my three questions, boom, 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 thank yeah. you, it means, okay, this person values their time, values their mentor's time, and also has order in their brain. Yeah. And a lot of times a beginner is like, oh, I'm, uh, maybe about the... And then they just ramble for 20 seconds, and I'm like, hold on a second, what's the question? And then a lot of yeah. times, literally, they say, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm like, what's going on in your brain mumbo jumbo here if you don't even know what the problem is? So your, the quality of the answers is determined by the quality of your questions. And so true. the the way you're asking questions shows me what's going on in your brain already. And I keep hammering this in front of beginner clients and a lot of times they snap out of it and they're like, holy shit, like you told me last time that I don't even know what the question is. And so now what yeah. I did is like over the past week, I looked at like my plan, my structure, what I did, and I found out that I have to do this, I have to do that, and I have to do that. Yeah. And, and it, it brings order into the chaos of their brain. And this is so crucial because especially when you're a beginner entrepreneur, yeah. um, you go from like, I'm just at my job, I'm getting paid to show up, and I'm doing the tasks that I'm being given, aka it's totally fine if my brain is all jumbled with a bunch of random thoughts, because I'm just here to do the things that I'm being told anyways. Yeah. Versus, oh, hold on a second, I'm responsible now? Wait a minute. Oh, it's my business. You know, like I'm not getting paid to show up. I'm getting mm. paid to freaking execute and deliver. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing. Like, get your brain in order, man, or woman. Yeah. Get that in order and um, find out what, it, what needs to be done. Because funny enough, one, one last thing. What I've realized is, we are being trained to have the answers to questions. So what do I mean by that? You go to school, you have an exam, you they ask questions. you the question, you have to have the answer. Then you go to work and they're like, okay, you work as a blah, blah, blah. Whenever someone asks you this, you have to know the answer. But the problem is when you want to become an entrepreneur, it's the other yeah. way around. It's like, you're now the person who has to ask questions. Yeah. What do I need to do next? Where am I going to get my clients from? What is the feedback that I can have for this transition? Like, what kind of posts do I need to post? Yeah. All of a sudden, you're not there to get the fucking answers. You're there to ask the questions mm -hmm. and have someone else give you the answers. That is true. Especially when you're working with a mentor. And that switch, because a lot of times I have people on, on the calls and I'm like, what's your question? And they're like, I don't have any question. So I'm like... So you're already making 10K a month? No. Okay, well, what's holding you back? And now they're asking themselves questions. Yeah. So I'm saying, you're making 10K a month already? No. Why not? And all of a sudden, you can literally has seen yeah. click in their brain. They're like, yeah, why not? Um, well, I guess, I guess I'm not getting enough people on yeah. the call. Well, now we're getting somewhere. Okay, why are you not getting enough people on the call? Is it because you're messaging a lot of people, but mm -hmm. you can't get them on a the call? Or is it because you don't have enough volume? Well, actually, I have enough volume... I just can't get people on the call. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally pulling out of their nose the questions that they need to be asking, right? So again, if I say, do you have any questions? They said, no, I'm good. But then yeah. 10 minutes later of me asking them the questions that they need to ask me, we find out, hold on a second, yeah. um, I'm not doing the right DMs. And now I'm fixing it for them. I'm literally yeah. pulling it out of their nose. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, uh, let me go do this. And a week later, they come back and like, mm -hmm. hey, I made three closes, 9K in the bank. So true. And it's again, like you need to teach people to ask questions yeah. way more than 
needing no. them the ne- teaching them the answers nobody will learn anything if you just give them answers they yeah. will fix that for once yeah, that's that saying like if you teach if you give a guy a fish he's gonna be happy now and like if you teach him how to fish he's gonna be happy forever Hell yeah. and that is true you have to make people connect the dots you know mm. same like when somebody asks me something about videography i'm not gonna give you an answer like mm-hmm. how to do this transition i'm like give i'm gonna ask you how do you find this thing like is there any tutorial how do you like basically Mm -hmm. reverse engineering same goes like psychotherapists they're not gonna change your life they're not like this um, (laughs) true they're not this um whatever is a genie in a magic pill genie in a bottle bottle, you know they're not gonna poof like give you three wishes and fill it out for you no it's like you're the one who has to execute they're gonna help you with that mm-hmm. they're gonna hold you by hand give you guidelines ask you like d- dig deep in sound that's say uh, dig deep like into your problems not same as what uh zach does our mindset coach mm-hmm. he tries to find problems and solves it i mean like clients solve them not he you know he so, shows you where the problem is you know and then also the person that like our clients for example or whoever is on that side they have this feeling of they solved it themselves, you know, and Good that's point, yeah. that's amazing feeling to have, you know, and that's encouraging because mm-hmm. like if somebody brings you somewhere, like that's what everybody expects that somebody will just magically show up and 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 fix your life, you know. No, yeah. it doesn't work like this, you know. Yeah, and it's again, I think it stems from that mentality of like teachers are gonna tell you what to do, your boss is gonna tell you what to do. Yeah. Part of growing up is like no, like it's like understanding that nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like your parents are just children that have got that have gotten children themselves. Yeah, like yeah. Like the yeah. older you become, the more flaws you see in your own parents. Yeah. Like my mom is, she's working herself to death. I see it. Yeah. She, I have that from her. You know. Yeah. I'm like, mom, you're you're about to turn sixty. Okay. You you're working way too much. Mm. Mom, like, hey, snap out of it. And she's like, oh, no, it's fine. I love what I do. I'm like, yeah, you, but you, you're, you're becoming sick from this, mm-hmm. you know? Or my dad, I'm like, dad, you're fat. You're, yeah. you're risking your health. Stop fucking eating chocolate. Yeah. Stop eating the fucking ice cream at midnight before you go to bed. Yeah. You know, and he's like, oh, I can't. I'm too old. You know, you're like, motherfucker. You're supposed to get your life figured out. Mm-hmm. You're my dad or you're my mom, you know? Yeah. No, you're just as flawed as me. Fuck. And it's almost yeah. like discouraging because like not even those guys have figured it out, you know? Yeah, like my dad is the same. I love him like really much. But like when you look at it, like he loves photography, for example, like as a hobby thing. And I'm like, yo, why are you not doing this more? He's like, I don't have time. And I'm like, yeah. hey, everybody knows he has time. He yeah. comes over at 3 p.m., <laughs> you know, goes <laughs> sleeping for an hour, eats some food and yeah. salami and does something in the garden you know and that's it i'm like yo you have much more time you know like yo just take it one hour you know yeah i I don't have any motivation people are tired from life and you know why they're tired from life i believe it's because they dog shit food they sleep like shit you know like like yeah how much do you sleep ago yeah i pass out in front of the couch and then at 2 a.m i go to bed that's not a fucking proper sleep man what's your sleep routine yeah. What are you? Oh, you sleeping on this dog shit bed? Yeah, I don't want to spend money yeah. on a five hundred dollar mattress, motherfucker. You spend fucking hundred bucks at a goddamn restaurant to eat some shit food. Mm-hmm. Spend five hundred bucks on a mattress that lasts you fifteen to twenty years, yeah. and then you sleep well. Where's your sleeping mask? Where's your darkened room? Yeah. Where's your blue light blocking glasses? 
There's no fucking excuse around something as simple as sleep. Sleep is yeah. the most important tool to productivity. And yeah. people treat it like shit. They're blasting the screen on full brightness at 11 p.m. an hour before they go I to mean, bed. that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wondering why they can't fucking go to sleep. Where's the blue eye blocking glasses? Where's the flux? Where's the screen dimmer? Where's yeah. the fucking turning off the artificial light? Oh, oh, you don't sleep well because it's so loud? Where's the freaking yeah. um, noise-canceling blue... Uh, noise-canceling... Um, white noise like where's all these things and then it's every single time I have someone visit me they laugh at me go oh he's a sleeping mask there bro oh what are these stupid orange glasses I'm like you know what those are reasons why I'm making the money that I'm making and you're making the money that you're making because I have a fucking sleep routine I don't fuck with my sleep routine when I wake up in the morning I open the curtains I go outside I bathe in vitamin D I get that light in like, I don't fuck around with that. And then it's exactly those kind of people that say, I don't have time. You know what's interesting? Like, that's literally, back to that point, like, people tolerate that, you know? And I think it's pretty much simple. Like, at that point, you really have to, like, I don't know. It helped me a lot when I was in similar situations. Like, when I had a period, like, for, like, a couple of months where I just felt unfocused. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait am I tolerating this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not gonna tolerate that, you know? For example, like you look, I, I really adore athletes. They're always sharp, focused, you know, always, they know their game, you know? And it's like, I wanna be like that and mm-hmm. I'm gonna do anything in my power to be sharp all the time. So then you start asking yourself like what you can improve, you know? Like imagine being unfocused 16 hours a day as you're awake or mm-hmm. being focused sharp to the point 16 yep. hours a day you're gonna live your life to the full potential yeah, if you focus 100%. all the time. So like, yeah, like it, it all comes, at least for me, it came from like, just asking myself, why am I tolerating this, you know? And yeah, <laughs> and you can always find things to improve. People are like, yeah, I'm happy in my life, you know? Like, you know, I have I have a bunch of friends, they're like, I'm, and I'm like, yo, like, um, how's life, you know? And they're like, yeah, good, I'm happy. Like I have my job, but like I see them, they're like, tired all the time yeah. they don't have a girlfriend I'm, I'm like yo like you know you could be doing much more you know it's like you have potential to achieve something you yeah. know it's like if you tolerate tolerate not to not achieve and this fine you know i mean you that's the thing you can be happy freaking be happy but don't be satisfied yeah that's the whole spiel it's like yeah. i'm happy as hell i was happy when i was an unpaid assistant just as much i was happy when i was crashing on the floors i had holes in my yeah. shoes couldn't even have proper food intake look at us now we're working what 24 hours a day i fucking love what i do i fucking take like that's the crazy thing it's like god i love what i do and yeah. and and i'm putting in oh my i'm putting in so much work and like sometimes i have like 20 minutes of me time before i pass the fuck out before i go full speed again and it's it's the toughest thing to do but it's also the most fulfilling thing to do i like suffering i like pain what was it in super mario yesterday where he was like pain what was that what was that quote where you said i wrote that down i wrote that um pain is the best teacher pain is the best teacher oh my god you know let's let's go like oh like, my god um, I... so i love this you need pain it's so crazy just the other day on instagram someone asked yeah. me like max um what do i do when negative thoughts come up like what is your frame battle that you put on when you have negative thoughts i'm like motherfucker People try to avoid negative thoughts way too much yeah the negative thoughts are fucking there for a reason Half the fucking time I have negative thoughts. Probably 50-50 for me. 
Mm. People people watch my Instagram. They think, oh, this guy probably has like zero negative thoughts. Motherfucker, half excuse me, half the things I do on a given day are based from negative thoughts. When yeah. I go to the gym, I want to be angry. Yeah. When I'm when I'm crushing, hustling in the morning, I want to be nervous mm. because I want to get shit done from the day. When I'm mm. not getting enough done on a day, I want to be pissed at myself. Yeah. Because that makes me step the fuck up. But in nowadays with TikTok culture and woke culture, it's like when negative thoughts are bad. No motherfucker, they're good. They make you do shit. They like, make you do shit. Like either you're sad or you do something about it. Exactly. Fucking go crush. Like, you know that it's good that you're sometimes melancholic? Do you know that it's good that sometimes yeah. you look back at the good old times because it makes you understand back in the days you yeah. had this and this and this go fucking appreciate what you have right now you didn't appreciate it when you had it back then so go appreciate it now and and or things like oh i'm constantly anxious good yeah. you should be fucking anxious because if you're just walking around everything is great whip to do you get fucked your business is gonna collapse you might get fired you know maybe it's fucking good that you're anxious you know what i do when i'm anxious i get the fucking work yeah. You know what I what happens when I work? I get awesome shit done. Yeah. So it's again like don't try to avoid negative thoughts. Why yeah. would you fucking avoid them? Listen to them. And ideally use the energy just like yeah. some judo thing where someone tries to attack you and you just use their energy to throw them on the ground. That's that what I do true. with negative thoughts. I'm like, here comes a negative thought. Where is it coming from? There you go. <laughs> I'm mad now. Let me take this. And use this madness to execute, build some awesome shit. That's what I do. I love negative thoughts. Like <laughs> half the things I built come from negative thoughts, you know? <laughs> and you're still such a positive person all the time, you know, yeah. which is pretty amazing. You know, it's interesting because like, for example, like my friend David, um, he used to work with us. Uh, he told me that once I was always like paranoid person and all, all the time, you know, like mm -hmm. stressed and all that. And he was like, yo, like first calm down and like think about it can you do something about it if yes then fix it if not don't worry about it exactly. you know it's, exactly. you cannot do anything about it you know so yeah and it requires mental strength oh like, yeah I, rem I remember hearing this like you can fix it good you can't fix yeah you can fix it great why worry you can't fix it great why worry yeah. and i listened to this when i was 20 and i'm like but it doesn't work i'm still worried but nowadays i'm like um no I got this. I truly understand. And yeah. the craziest thing that I, the older you get, the more I really realize that is that like your track record of coming out alive of shitty situations is literally 100%. Okay. So just so, just so you know, your track record, if you're listening to this, your track record of coming out alive out of any shit situation that you've ever been to is yeah. literally 100%. Just to put that into perspective, imagine you're betting on a basketball game. You have team A and team B. And team A has a track record of winning a championship a yeah. hundred times, a hundred percent of the times. You'd be like, is this even real? They're winning a hundred percent of the times? Okay, uh, I'll bet on those guys, right? You yeah. like, If I would tell you like, hey, listen, whatever. MMA fight, this one guy's pretty good. The other guy's track record is 100%. Who would you want to bet on? You'd be like, well, give me the 100% fucking guy. Yeah. Therefore, if you would do that, betting on someone else, why don't you bet on yourself? Your track record is 
Because guess what? FYI, there's people out there whose track record is not 100% because they're dead. Yeah. But if you're listening to this, you're not part of them. You're part of the 100% people. And maybe right now you're in a situation where you're like, yeah, but I lost this. I lost my job yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But you're fucking here right now. You just haven't gotten the lesson yet. You just haven't gotten the payoff of this yet. Mm. Some of the most difficult times of my life are behind me uh, by, as the time of the recording. 2020 till 2022 were absolutely bonkers it was 14 to 16 hour workdays, completely restructuring company company firing a bunch of people a bunch of people leaving are you still alive yeah, i'm still fucking alive <laughs> and guess fucking what and i knew i think i'm like halfway through that difficult time i snapped out of victim mentality i snapped out of it and i was like stop feeling fucking sorry for yourself max you've gone through way worse shit way fucking worse shit Yep. Put on some Viking music, Viking metal, and Viking ambient music. That's what the Vikings did as well. The Vikings used to say, we're outnumbered 10 to 1. I like the odds. That's yeah. what Vikings used to say. I don't know how fucking historically accurate that is. They probably said other shit. But I'm like, stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself. You just haven't seen the payoff yet. Because yep. if you grind through this, the knowledge that you'll gain, oh my God, will be yep. so fucking powerful. And then... And then we did it, and now we're crushing it. And now we're making may way more money than before, way happier than before, healthier than before. I have higher testosterone than when I was 25. I'm 32 now, which is where my testosterone is supposed to dip. Mm. It ain't dipping, and it doesn't show any signs of slowing down either. I have, like, my beard is getting fuller now, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, because of higher testosterone. And here's the other thing. And, and, and our CMO, Robin, Robin Bauman, um, I have once had, like, a low point, like, a couple months ago. Where I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe we should change niches. Da, 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 da. And he's like, Max, the fact that we're not going to do this, because I know we're not going to change niches. That's exactly the fact why you and I are going to make so much more money than everybody else. Because it's exactly at points like this where 80, 90, 95% of people are going to give up and say, this is too difficult. Yeah. Let me go do some other shit, you know? And then they go from making 50K a month, 150K a month, 250K a month with that one business to doing something else that looks to be easier and they're going to start from zero, Yeah. right? So now they're going from zero, again, to 50, to 250K yep. a month, whatever. And then they're going to run into the ceiling again. And then they're like, okay, it's becoming too difficult now. Let me change the niche again. So while they're spending yeah. three years going from zero to 250, cut zero again, 250, cut zero again, 250. The person who's at the 250, who rides it out and grinds yeah. it out, all of a sudden they go from 250 months to 500K a month, million a month. And now they're at eight figures, which is eventually way more money than the guy who's zero to 50, zero to 50, zero to 50. So yeah, you're gonna run into difficult times where it's like, okay, I don't know how to plow through this. It's almost impossible. It might seem like this unclimbable mountain, but when you do climb that fucking mountain, you're upgraded. Like your character yep. is gonna have the newest gear. You're gonna have the, the rarest upgrades. You're gonna Yo, have yeah. all these power-ups. You're gonna have a bunch of buffs that are like infinite that you'll always have. You're gonna be like a bunch of level ups and so on and so forth. You got more XP than any other fucking character yep. ever before. And now you're way fucking stronger. And that's exactly, and he was so freaking right, Robin, shout out. He was like, the, the fact that we're not going to do this and give up, but the fact that we're going to keep grinding this out until we fix it is exactly the reason why you and I are going to make so much money and nobody else will. And it's fucking true. If you do something, you should go all in into it, you know? Yeah. Like, I was also in the beginning, like a quite indecisive person. That was my major struggle a lot of times, you know? But, like, in general, like, you should 
totally go all in because like if you think about it what is the worst case scenario you can always like the worst case scenario like for me personally that would be like you know you can always go back to your parents house yeah you're gonna have food it's like your worst case scenario is dream scenario for somebody else so don't <laughs> whine about it amen, amen. I, you know like especially like if you live in europe no matter where in europe you are you're always gonna be good you mm -hmm. know or like anywhere in the world my plan b was always just join the army yeah that's you'll it. make tons of money i mean if you join the army in austria you're not gonna yeah. go to any war you're gonna make your four or five k yeah. a month and you're gonna get your food and <laughs> your shelter you like, know like <laughs> your worst case scenario will be surviving 100 percent. yeah exactly you'll be yeah. fine no Amen. matter what Amen. so why not going all in mm -hmm. check trying the odds because i'm sure the odds are gonna be on your side you mm -hmm. know like that's a fact and it's like i don't know for me i'm pretty pessimistic person and that question helped me a lot of times i'm like yo i'm gonna take the risk and um i'm gonna take the risk and and yeah like what are the odds of me losing this even if i lose the outcome will be still good mm -hmm. maybe not mm -hmm. the best but you know like there is nothing to lose you know exactly and uh, yeah like like for example my personality type is what adventurer and yeah. adventurers are tempted to gambling and risk-taking <laughs> stuff so i pretty much agree with that you know <laughs> and it paid off you know like again like to go full circle and i think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up yeah, slowly. Yeah. like you risked it all as a 20 year old coming to kiev not oh, yeah. knowing the language never been living outside of your home and stuff like that and and now, like, you're 25 and you're miles ahead of every 25-year-old that is in, in your vicinity, yeah. most people at least. Um, you've traveled the world. I mean, you've been to really crazy places. Yeah. And you've done really crazy things, sleepless nights, blah, blah, yep. blah, highest highs, lowest lows. And, and that, that makes you really wise. That gives you such an edge over everybody else. Yeah. And you already have an edge over most 35-year-olds. Yeah. You know? And it's still in my head. It's like... I see it like as I'm like nobody nowhere close to like what I want to be achieving, you know. You know, like when I started, I was 23. Yeah. And when I had, when I started started coaching, I was 23. So you're already ahead of where I was at 25. So and I always say this, like I mean, we have we have people in our team that are 19, and I'm yeah. like, you're already in the you're already in the circle. Yeah. Of you're already you're already having access to the right things mm -hmm. by being in our company at 19. Like at 19, I was studying. I just got out of the army. Yeah. And I was studying, so like the my environment was a bunch of broke college students. And now when you're yeah. 19 and you work at a company like ours, man, your environment is a bunch of actually they're making 20, 30k. You have clients Good. that you get in the 10k month. You you're in a company that's making multiple seven figures soon, eight figures. Like yeah. motherfucker at 19. If I had been there, God knows where I would be now. Yeah. You know, but I started a little later and it's fucking fine too. Everybody does it at their own speed. Yeah. But it's it's beautiful to see like, so you're 25 and you're already fucking miles ahead and, and that's great. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's it's also cool to have like, like you said, like people like that around because our team, we're just boosting each other all the time. Yeah. Like, for example, Nico, like, you know, he has qualities. He His qualities pass on to another person's qualities and vice versa and stuff like this yeah. so like we're all like just boosting each other up you know and this is pretty like important thing you know exactly and like yeah <laughs> this world has so much to give this world is not there to fuck you over this world is tough yeah it's very tough but it's fucking fair you know 
I want to share this thought. Um, when I was studying in high school, we had these filmmaking classes, you know. And um, I remember the first class. I think that's the biggest lesson I learned from my high school. The teacher came into the classroom in the first, like, the first five minutes. He, he took, like, his red pen and uh, started writing. Like, he was, like, he was about to write on the whiteboard. And he was, like, kids, listen. Uh, like, there's two sentences that are really important. He starts writing, life is, life is hard. Life is not fair. <laughs> and I'm like, this is so true. It's <laughs> never going to be fair and it's going to be hard, you know. So are you going to go against it or are you going to accept this or how, you know. And I think this is really important, like two sentences he wrote down. Beautiful. Because if you take this, like, you really have to take these two sentences. And like, I don't know, for me, I always remind about that. Like something is not fair. Yeah, make it fair. If it's hard, it's hard, but it's going to, you know. Pain yeah. is the best teacher. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Pain is the best teacher. And if you come to it with humility in place of in place of entitlement, and you yeah. say, I am but a humble servant. I know I do not deserve this. Because yeah. if I did deserve it, I would already have it. So if you come to a place like that, you're canceling out a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. Because instead of saying, why don't I have it yet? Why don't I have it yet? You're like, what do I need to do to have it? And I, I talked about this yesterday off camera. Or was it even on camera? When, we, when I think we even have it on camera. Where we were sitting at the cafe, at Ralph's Cafe yesterday. And I'm like, I all I yeah. care about is the end result. I don't care if I pay double or triple or 10x of it than some other guy. I just want to have the end result. And that's the craziest thing. So it's like, and ultimately, so if person A gets to a million a month easier than i do he ha didn't have to work years for it he just had to work for it two months yeah. for it you know and then i come there and i get to a million a year yeah. i to a million a month but it took me four years to get there number one we both have the exact same end result so we're equally lucky so to speak because we both have a million a month fucking amazing but and here comes the kicker who's happier about the million a month the guy who got kind of lucky and got to it within a month or the guy who grinded it out, fell on his fucking face for four years and then got there. Yeah. It's the guy who worked harder for it. Who's Obviously. happier. So if the end result is equal, but you get to be happier about the end result, who actually fucking won you who grinded it out and is happier about it. Or the other guy who just takes it for granted, the fucking yeah. guy who grinded for it. And you will have less limits onwards as well. Exactly. Plus, like you said, you got the growth along with it. You got the character development along with it. Yeah. Because I made a ton of money the easy way. Yeah. With a strong brand. Didn't give a damn. Yeah. Just let the team do all the stuff. We prob I could prove have probably made about double the money with the knowledge that I have right now yeah. in the same situation. You know exact but steps how to get there. Exactly. And you know, when you do a, like an obstacle course, you will get better at it every time, you know? Yes. And you learn it. 100%. I didn't know shit back then. I know so much more now and I'm much more confident. And it's so beautiful to know. And I've said this to you yesterday as well. <laughs> and yeah. I've also said this to one of my sales staff. Who was it? Victor. Victor. I'm like, listen, man, whatever comes at us after having gone through the past two years, I know wholeheartedly, like whatever the fuck you throw at us, we're going to get the fuck out of life. Yeah. And that knowledge is way better than being lucky yeah. and being scared that you're going to lose it all. Abundance. Yeah, because I'm like, now I'm like, if I lose it all, bring it on. I'll build it back. 
Yeah. And that is that is the whole feeling of safety, security that everybody's actually craving. And it does not yeah. come from winning, it comes from losing. Yeah. And it's all like yeah, like materialistic stuff, you can always lose it. So yeah. Go spend money on clothes. But like when you when you have something like knowledge, you will always have it with you, you know? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful way to wrap things up, eh? For sure, man. It was an amazing podcast. Thank you for hosting me here. Hell yeah. Let's do let's do more. Like let's just do a bunch of more episodes. Yeah, I'm down. Um, yeah. It's We're always pleasure. together anyway, so might as yeah. well knock some more episodes out. Location one, you know. <laughs> it's really fun. GG. Thank you for good times. Good times. Let's roll. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this very much. If you're still listening, Give five stars to this podcast. Give us a rating. I mean, you don't even need to give us five stars. Give us any star rating that you deem appropriate, but do leave us a review. That helps the podcast out a ton because uh, it helps us rank higher. And uh, hey, if you get inspired by that, you want us to help you build your own freedom business as well. Literally from scratch, go head over to maxtorno.com forward slash call. Book a free consultation with me and my team. We're not going to be hardcore closers. This is not going to be a sales call. We're actually known to give legitimate advice on all the steps that you need to implement. So if you're curious about how you can build your freedom business, you have questions, you feel lost, maxtorno.com forward slash call. Talk to you soon. GG.